The difference between Parag and, and Elon is Parag has very publicly stated he doesn't believe in free speech. So, and, and he's the CEO. Imagine actually, Clay, imagine actually just coming out and saying, no, 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 I don't believe in free. I think everything should be censored. Take away those diamonds, I don't need those rocks. A second hand car and a new pair of socks. I want liberty without conditions. Well, oh, well. Well, good Hello. evening, John. Hello, Ben. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm good. As I'm well good. as can be expected, given the difficult circumstances in which this show is being broadcast. I, I, um, I, at this time, I have no statement to make, I'm afraid. Um, I, I, absolutely, as it should be. Innocence yeah. until proven guilty. Well, uh, I mean, I'm just going to... Oh, shit. Uh, As you know, I have every faith in you. Just going to cover up that. Um, (laughs) That's right. What was that that was up there? It's it's the the follow us, John. Yeah. Yeah, That's all. Follow us. our following. John, John, would you like to introduce the show and our guest? Okay. Yes. So welcome one and all to Chasing Descent After Dark Episode 17. I have I no idea. You. I don't count these. Um, with the one, the only, Sarah Habibi, who I have previously had the, the delightful task of interviewing on Chasing Liberty and now joins us on After Dark for a much more relaxed and entertaining show. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you, or Sarah. Thank you for joining us. Hi, welcome. It's nice to be here. And, and tell us a little bit about yourself. What's, you've got quite a varied background, haven't you? Oh, I hate this question. I hate this question <laughs> because, you know, who are you? Where, where, what's your name? Where'd you come from? Yeah. Um, what's your name? Where'd you come from? <laughs> <laughs> um, so my original background is engineering many, many, many years ago. And 20 years ago, actually 20 years ago in June, I totally switched directions and ended up becoming an NLP practitioner, neuro-linguistic programming practitioner. And a year later, I completed my whole training and became a trainer. Mm-hmm. And yep. then I moved to Ireland a couple of months after that. Oh, you that. poor, poor woman. I know. it's you, And I've been here nearly 19 years, which I can't believe that I've been here nearly 19 years. And just to be clear, that's the actual Ireland. The oh, southern, the real Ireland. Yeah, no. The real Ireland. Oh, dear. The, the one that uses the Monopoly money. The, uh, yes. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, uh, I'll give you this pasty. It's going to be two, two, two Monopoly and 50, 50 cents. Yeah. No, yeah. Monopoly money's yeah. great. Um, yeah. And then over the last couple of years, so I, anyway, sort of, if people want to know a little bit more about what I do that way, um, I work with clients, I've run, I run training courses, I've run uh, a lot of training courses with schools. So I, yeah. I train staff from schools. I, I worked a lot with learning difficulties, yeah, things like dyslexia oh. and ADHD yeah. and things like that. And I, I train staff from primary schools here. Um, I, I just like, yeah, I've got a huge toolbox of things that I help people with. And then a couple of years ago, obviously, when this all kicked off, um, I'd just been minding my own business doing my own thing yeah um just kind of trying to get through through life like most people and my first sort of big red flag actually was um i can't remember if it was gates or fauci saying 
Um, we will never get back to normal until we vaccinate everybody in the entire it, world. It, it was Gates. Gates. Yeah, it was, it was Gates. Gates. Yeah. It was Gates. It was Gates. I think. It, I think. It, well, I think he probably said I it mean, several places. The world's most prolific doctor without a medical degree just goes yeah, on TV the, all over all over the world. Just, just o- to clarify, though, just to clarify, you're using NLP as a force for good, yes, not evil, not evil, no, no. Not, NLP, not, not like Sage. No, not like Sage or Common Purpose <laughs> no. or any of those right. those people. Um, and I'm quite I'm quite gutted actually that uh, I spotted the NLP strategies and tools that they were using. Yeah, I, I, I was more gutted when I actually I'm on a I don't know if I should say what say what it is I'm on, but I was I was accept, just before lockdown I, lockdown I was accepted onto a, um, a quite a kind of high profile NLP kind of organization. Mm-hmm. And it's all kind of top names and they're, they're authors and most of the books behind me, you know, they would have been the authors of them and I would have gone to conferences and listened to them and followed them. And most of them have fallen for a hook, line and sinker. No judgment yeah. here about, about who, what you do for a living or, or, or who you work with. Uh, no, I think, yeah, it's not really so much. It's quite... it's, it's, I'm just surprised that, that they teach. Yeah. They yeah. teach how to listen for language patterns and they teach how to identify anchoring and, you know all these different yeah. techniques that they've they've been just using continuous continuously. You know the colors, mm-hmm. um, you know the repetition. Yeah, the, colors. Um, the colors are fantastic, and they've just, they've just come seamlessly across into the UK. Well, that's brilliant! Like, oh, it's brilliant because they can't just you know. I haven't even had to pay to rebrand. No, no. Just, you almost have someone kind of going out with like a big tipex. Yeah. And then just writing the next thing that's yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I couldn't believe it when the colors came up again. It's just like, but wow. you know, I mean, we're all we're all human, and we're all susceptible to. We're, every single one of us has been programmed in some way, shape, or form. So none of us have got a, none of us are just completely isolated from the world and having had no Im- impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was. I just kept saying, "What is going on?" And my big thing as well was, I was, I, I wasn't on Twitter until July twenty twenty. Okay, and, and that, that that really was the. Uh, I believe I'd already been deplatformed once at that point. Um, oh really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, me too. I was like, no, I was, I was well, totally no, I was, like, I was no, I, like, no, I hadn't been. I hadn't I, been. July twenty twenty was when I started doing the test centers. We were talking about that just before. Well, I, I, know, I, know I was following somebody on Twitter, and I kept seeing the test center videos and going, me. "Where is everybody? Where is me. everybody?" It was me. That was Ben. It was me. That was his catchphrase. Where are show me all the sick people? Where are all the sick people? I turned up. um I turned up at so many of them and it got to almost a daily occur- occurrence that I was doing it. And it was the same thing over and over and over and over again. It was just, it was just Excuse me. nothingness, just absolute nothingness. I would yeah. just like to give a big update and welcome anybody who is now successfully watching on brand YouTube. Whilst these guys have been discussing it, I tried again. We are successfully live on the platform. Good evening. So, whew, took a while. I, I had a I good, it. I had a good run on Twitter. I joined in two thousand and nine, right. and I didn't get deplatformed until November twenty twenty one. And and are you totally? Are you totally off? Like, did they kick you off completely? Oh yeah, yeah. See, yeah. I don't know how I'm still on. I actually don't. I I I'm wondering if they the you know my surname maybe is kind of putting them off a bit. They're not quite sure yeah. if I. Yeah. Well, the thing you know, is, you would have thought that that me being disabled would have put them off a bit, but it didn't, no. right? 
and and this most recent deplatforming when I had nearly fifteen thousand followers, um was for alleged targeted harassment, something I've never engaged in, by the way. And they they cited no evidence. So they didn't give me an offending tweet or an offending series of tweets. They just said, you did it. Believe us. And then I've right. I've appealed it five times and it's been a quick automated but response saying no. It was, ex it was exactly the same set up for YouTube as well when you get deplatformed off that. Yeah, they but didn't the, give you but, any evidence either, did Yeah, they? so I interviewed um I don't know if you know of the hotelier Dino Joachim. Uh he he ran a, a hotel on the Isle of Wight that basically fousted all restrictions. Joachim? No, it's no it's not. It's Joachim. Why not? Because he's but Joachim, that's not right. He's wacky. He's wacky. He's Greek. <laughs> he's Cypriot Greek. Yeah. So, so, so what? Okay. So, so here's a question for you guys. Go on. What do you make of Elon Musk's purchase of nine percent of Twitter? What, I find it I've funny. People, I've seen about three accounts have suddenly reappeared. Uh, Steve yeah, Laws being one no. of them. Yeah. Um. Um. He sold three hundred and seventeen thousand tweet uh, shares. So he's now down to nine point one percent. So he's already sold some. Yeah. Did you know that? I That's... did not know that. Yeah, he failed. But everyone's his... jumping up and down and going, "Woo! Elon Musk yeah. is going to save the day." And I'm no, sort of going, "Elon no Musk a... wants to stick no a chip a inside our heads." But this no is this. Savior. But this man, right? So. I agree with you. There are very bad things that he is involved in, uh, very much so. But he has always called himself a free speech ab absolutist. And we can only take him at his word on that opinion. So if he can affect change in that respect, because remember, Twitter, when it started, literally had the free speech platform in the tagline. Mm -hmm. It started itself as this, come here, this is going to be the Wild West for speech, microblogging, say was, what you want. It was the Wild West. And then Jack Dorsey went a bit power mad, I guess. And uh, now he's regretting it. He's putting out tweets saying, I regret what I've done. Uh, oh, is he back on? Because I thought they deplatformed him as well. No, Jack Dorsey. No, I the... think he's back on. Yeah, he's, he's been reset Because when I tried yeah. to get at Jack when he first left, I, the, it was nothing there. Yeah, he turned it off. He deactivated his account. Oh, okay. It was he just, said the other he, day he was... Let me on. let me uh, see if I can get the tweets Yeah, we got him last up. night. We yeah, on, yeah, but we I want to read... Yeah. But it's not yeah, just. Yeah, it's it. not for it. your benefit, John. This um, is not for your benefit. Here we go. So I'm on Elon. Elon's a strange character. I think. Um, I think he, he. Have you seen any of the interviews on him? <sighs> I, I remember watching an interview when um, he he was kind of in the throes of splitting up from his wife. Which one? Well, the one with <laughs> the kids. Right. And. Um, and he's he's I think he's quite a complex character. I think I think he's had um I don't know what's going on in his background and his childhood, but I think he's um he's trying very hard to please someone. Maybe he's got daddy issues or something, you know. Um but he's he, he is he is a strange chap. I think generally he's going in the right direction with the 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 freedom of speech thing. Well, and he, I, he, I, I, he if if he follows through with he, it, yeah, if he if follows through, I just keep saying, let's see. I'm, yeah. I'm we have you know, to. A lot we of have to. Are kind see. of. Oh, he, you know, I had someone send me a joke. You know, which was the brain. Elon Musk is the enemy. Yeah, you know, like the program yeah, to kind of yeah. think so he's the enemy. Me, and and I just well, he, he, person, I'm open to being. I'm always okay. Uh, here's my thing, guys. I'm always open to being wrong. Yeah, 
Oh, absolutely. And I think we are as I'm well. I'm so certain to be wrong. Like, if someone wants oh, to correct I... me, I'm, I'm absolutely I'm that I'm wrong. I am totally Oh, I've, I've oh, been yeah. wrong and actually retracted. I've never been wrong, though. It's quite weird. No. <laughs> I've been wrong a couple of times. Not often, but generally, um, I have retracted when I have been wrong. I tell you what, though, he is a good troll. Oh, yeah, he's Elon a brilliant Musk, troll. Elon Musk, the verified Facebook account, posted a, a Facebook post that said, Mark, can I buy Facebook? <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, way. So I well, want to read did, you this he did, tweet. He did, he did do that poll, didn't he, just before he, he bought yeah. the shares. So. Yeah, I want to read you this tweet from Jack Dorsey, uh, former owner of Twitter, posted April 2nd. It says, the days of Usenet, IRC, the web, even email, WPGP, were amazing. Centralizing discovery and identity into corporations really damaged the internet. I realize I'm partially to blame and I regret it. Okay. That's a big statement from that man. That is a, that's a very big statement. Yeah. And then he went on to tweet. Uh, the next tweet after that was three days later. I'm really happy Elon is joining Twitter, joining the Twitter board. He cares deeply about our world and Twitter's role in it. Parag and Elon both lead with their hearts and they will be an incredible team. But the difference between Parag and, and Elon is Parag has very publicly stated he doesn't believe in free speech. So and, and he's the CEO. Imagine actually, Clay, imagine actually just coming out and saying, no, no. No, no, I don't believe in free. I think everything's going to be censored. Wow. Yeah. Like they, the way well, they quite, frame it. Quite, but the but, thing is, don't, don't you think that the last two years it's just become, if you'd said this to somebody two years ago, they'd have just gone, that's nuts. I'm coming yeah. off the platform. There's no yeah. way I'm going to be on something that's censored. And now, I mean, they, you know, I'm still on it. I actually actively hate myself. <laughs> Yeah. I'm on Twitter, and anyone who follows me knows I'm on it a lot because I do a lot of tweets. It's addictive. Yeah. But I'm thinking they're sucking the life out of me, and this is exactly what it's designed to do. It's addictive, isn't it? But it's not. It's not just the Twitter, though, is, is it? All social the, media. It's the likes. It's the retweets. It's, it's the, even, the neurons firing. Yeah. It's it's. Yeah, it's not, even that. Yep. It's not even that. When you're talking about people, you know, you know, um, when you're talking about people on Twitter and things like that, saying. Speech, all speech should be censored. They're not just saying that; they're saying things like, "Everyone should be forced to take a certain treat." You know, yeah. and people that you would think would normally be sensible and up for freedom of choice and and bodily autonomy and everything, they're saying, "No, you must take that." You know, mm. people that don't do this are selfish, and it's like the whole thing's just been brainwashed across so many different platforms and so many professional grades. I'm, I'm astounded that the, the, the professionals that have just sucked into this. Well, what well, we've I, I have my own, I have my own theory. Go on in. My, my, my theory is it's, there's two camps that there's either you're absolutely this. so terrified of death. Yeah. 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 I remember this. That, you know, um, you'll do anything to avoid it, including not living. There are yeah. many people like that. Unfortunately. And, that, and, and surprisingly, that's the majority. That That's the shocking thing, is that it seems to be the majority of people. Then you have the people who are, well, I suppose there's three camps, really. You've, you've got those, and those are the ones who, so, you know, all, all measures are dropped in Ireland, um, but they're ramping up, they're trying to ramp up the, the cases and things like that. Yeah. And even today I was out, and I, I live in a very, quite a small town, and I would say in the shops, probably about eighty percent were wearing masks. I see, Vol voluntarily. I see here on uh, so 
I, I live in Eastbourne, which has the oldest... Oh, demog- I went to school in Eastbourne. So I, it has the oldest demographic in the country, as you yeah. all know. It's literally called God's Waiting Room is a bit of a meme. Um, and you would be surprised, considering you would, you, would, you would think the level of fear would be massive here, but no, it's, it's 95% maskless. And the first people to start... The first people to start going maskless as a broad group were the elderly. They found themselves some yeah. f- sunflower lanyards. Uh, this because. was this was sort of April, May yeah. last year, and they found wow. themselves some sunflower lanyards, and they just started wearing them around the supermarket. Because, My grandmother because, was one of them. So seventy-seven birthday today. But those are the people that are are ready to die. Yeah. They've come to terms with them. Well, I don't know, because I, I, oh, it's, it's mainly elderly. It's mainly elderly in fairness that I see wearing masks here. So yeah, I think you have those people who... But I keep thinking, if just, you're really convinced it's a pandemic, why are you right. out? So well, I've this is it. Out, I've just come out of the supermarket, though, and it was, I would say, most of the people in there were younger. You still much, have a mask mandate. Yeah, yeah, yes, but most of the people in there were younger, right? Yeah, most of them were, you know, no older than forty-five, um, down to about nineteen, and nearly all of them were wearing masks. Yeah, but you still Those have that a didn't mandate. Wear masks, yeah, yeah, but that doesn't matter. But it does you to don't... them. I guarantee well, yeah, you, when they're told re- it's okay, a lot of them will stop because it is about well, programming. That's, that's the other group. So you've got you've got the group who are terrified of social death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to them, social death is is almost worse than actual death. You know, being kind of pointed at and and you know you're a bad person, and, and especially in Ireland, you know they really they really tapped into the shame. But but in know, it, but on the ground, I was going to say on the ground was that really recognised in your in your direct perspective? Because we kept we kept seeing these stories on social media, but once again. In the in the, in the two years for all of this, I had one person, one member of the public, confront me, and that was it. One. Oh no, I I I was um I've been banned. I was mm-hmm. I was banned. So <laughs> proud, so proud. Um, I was banned from a petrol station that I used to get my coffee from almost every morning. Yeah. And I'd been going the entire pre so twenty twenty, the only place to go. So I was either out, which was the coffee, or out, right. out, which was Tesco's. Okay. You know, that was like the kind of, whoo, I'm out, yeah. out. I'd ring my friend. She goes, are you going out? Like, coffee, or are you out, I went out? abroad I'm twice in 2020. Oh, no, I, I did travel as well, but this yeah. was just day-to-day, day-to-day living. And uh, I had been going. So I remember the exact date because the schools had been shut from January until March. So right. When, so my, I've got two children. And uh, so I know because I was like, I am free. I'm free on March 15th. The schools went back and I went in. I hadn't had, hadn't had my coffee. Um, so I had, I had three things happen to me that weekend, actually. So the Saturday we were stopped by the guards, by the police, because we were over the 5K. Oh, my God. And I'd never been stopped by any police or anything in Ireland. Yeah. Been here a long time. Never had any run in with the law, anything like that with the police. And... Uh, they happened to stop us and then he was on the passenger side my husband was driving and uh he jinxed us because as we were getting onto the motorway he said what if what if we get to a guard checkpoint and i said don't why did you say it you've literally just you've literally just jinxed us <laughs> and sure enough 
10 minutes later, you know, we're driving through Dublin and we get stopped. Anyway, a friend of mine who happens to know a lot about common law and sovereignty and all those things, and she was working all the way through, so she'd been stopped loads. She just said to me, this is what you say, this is what you ask. And it was about the Constitution, and which is they're meant to hold an oath. They're meant to take an oath to uphold, and they're yeah. not supposed to support any political parties, all that kind of stuff. So I just, and the guy, I think, was so kind of shocked that I was actually asking him these questions rather than answering his questions, that he just sort of turned around at the end and, and walked off. And I was like, what? And I actually tweeted about it. There was actually a whole, like, I actually kind of went, this is what you do. Um, and yeah. so I was kind of <clears throat> running high on the Monday morning thinking, yeah, if I come across any guarders and any police checkpoints, then I'll, I'll be okay. Mm. Went into the petrol station to get a cup of coffee on my way out. And um, it was very busy. This is what really upset me, actually. It wasn't... I. Look, I'm I'm just I'm not really up for confrontation if I can avoid it. I'm not really one of those people. But because I met somebody, I, I know I always know somebody in there. It's a small town, mm. and I met the owner of a gym. Okay. One of the gyms in town, and I knew for a fact that he had been drinking in a shabin. A shabin is an illegal yeah. pub. Yeah, you know what a shabin. Illegal drinking then. Yeah, they'd set up all of these shabins around the town. Yeah. in people's backyards they'd all been building their sheds their man sheds had become yeah. shabins and uh, one of them was huge and there was a video there was a video had gone around of this shabin there's about 40 men there's about 40 men drinking in this oh, shabin no. and i recognized him and i knew then that he didn't believe that this was real <laughs> i knew that because i thought well if you're out drinking with 39 other men all on top of each other in this little tiny wooden shed you know and playing music the baron and all the rest of it mm -hmm. you know and um, so when I, he was standing there with a mask on and I just, and I had actually been saying recently, well, just before that, I was like, I don't mind people wearing masks if they were really, really afraid. Like I, I actually didn't, I was like, look, that, that's fine. Right. But what I really objected to were people wearing them who were not, who actually were just, so this is the middle ground. Do this you know, I actually found, because I had a lot of conversations with, with just general members of the public and the people that you would call the middle ground. I found to be the majority. The majority of people that I spoke to, it must have been a good 90% of people that I spoke to over the course of these last two years said, we, we know it's a load of crap. We're just doing it so we don't get in trouble. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if it's a cultural difference between Ireland and, and England, maybe, but the vast, vast majority were not following this stuff because they were afraid of yeah, I don't. A respiratory I don't, I, virus. It's actually very, it's very hard. But I think just looking now, the fact that everything's lifted and people can voluntarily wear one. Yeah. That that's what surprised me. Yeah. That's what surprised me is actually how many are, are, have gone back, and and only because obviously you know RTE, which is our our main news channel here. You know, it's it for the older generation. They're literally it's like an IV. They're just plugged into it all day. Yeah, it's it's true, and it's the same as the BBC here, isn't it? The BBC, they've got a rolling news channel, they've got the BBC Parliament channel, they've got their BBC news bulletins, and like I say, we can go back to my own grandmother, 77 years old today. Um, happy birthday, Nan, if you're watching or listening. Uh, I hope you did happy enjoy... Happy birthday to Ben's Nan. I hope, I, hope, I hope you had a lovely and wonderful time this afternoon. We took her out for pizza. Uh, I feel... I. I feel such shame and regret for having eaten so much, but we shall uh, we shall move on from that. But no, um, did you actually finish that story, Ciara? I, I'm making a oh, point yeah. here. Oh yeah, so no, no, just, uh, just so just very quickly. So he was wearing a mask, and I just said to him, he's like, how you? And I knew the gym was shut, and and all the rest of the nonsense that was going on, and 
I just said, you know, how are you doing? It's like, well, it's difficult. And I said, so what, so what are you doing? Yeah. Like, what are you doing to fight this? Yeah. And he just looked at me. Big, I'm, I'm only four, I'm not even five foot. So I'm, I'm very small. And uh, he's really tall. And I was just looking at him. I was like, what are you going to, what are you doing about it? And he just, just, he just didn't know what to do. It was completely speechless. And I said, oh, by the way, I said, that thing doesn't work. <laughs> and the manager of the petrol station was behind me. Uh-huh. And he literally, and, and he just then, I had a few things in my hand and I was waiting to, to, to get the coffee. And uh, he literally come up right into my face and thought, well, there you go. Two meters is a load of bollocks, isn't it? You know, this whole social distancing thing. And he said, if you come in here again without a mask, I'm sorry, but we will just, we'll, we will not serve you. And I said, but I'm exempt. He said, where's your exemption? I said, no, I don't. I, I'm under no obligation to show you that. No, you're not. And he's just, well, then, then we won't serve you. And I said, well, that's absolutely fine. And I just, I said, well, you will never get my custom again. And I just handed him the things I was holding. I just kind of, and I walked out. And then I, then I went into, an, then I ran into a guard, another checkpoint. The police checkpoint. <laughs> and it didn't work. I to say I wasn't in the best mood, maybe. Right. Kind of deal mm -hmm. with it calmly. Yeah. No coffee. Yeah. Embarrassed in front of lots of people I knew, you know, uh, kind of trying to try to humiliate me. And someone um, who, but I, I will uh, never. They and I actually calculated how much money I would have spent there. Yeah, right. In a year, because I would have got my petrol there. Yeah. We would have got coffees. That yeah. would, you know, coffees are not cheap, are they? To kind of go no. get a couple of coffees, and we would have got lunches. You know, because nothing there was nothing else to do. Couldn't go to yeah. the pub, so yeah. you know that was our treat was to go and get a flip and take away coffee. So we bought a, a very nice coffee machine that saved us about. 3,000 euro a year. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't they wonderful? Just brilliant. Just to be able to have coffee on tap. I mean, I, I, I make several throughout the course of one show because I've just got a coffee machine sitting here. Um, yeah, you have, you have to... I wouldn't be able to sleep if I had one after midday. So, yeah. Oh, so really? So I, oh. I did have run-ins and I know that, I know that there were people who, who are genuinely, genuinely wearing masks because they genuinely believe it's... It, that yeah. it worked and it was the right thing to do and they masked that. I mean, the, the weird thing was seeing little toddlers with them on. I mean, not weird, but I was quite kind of Horrified. enraged. But what do you do um, in that situation? Because you, you are sitting there, I mean, every time and, and right to this day, actually, it's like I say, 99%, I would say, of people have stopped wearing them here uh they're far more rare to see than not see but mm. when you do see them here it's almost always a young family who's muzzled their children as well and yeah. it, it just it it doesn't make any sense to me and then i see these poor kids like in a supermarket where there's loads of other kids as well and then these poor kids I saw it today, in fact, and these poor kids just look miserable as sin, and you can see it in oh, their really? eyes. And I'm sitting there thinking, it's child abuse. What you're doing yeah. is abusing your children. But then at what point do you do you step over that line and actually say something to the parents? Oh, um, no, I don't. I don't bother. No, no, I don't. I, don't, I wouldn't do that because I, I think I learned pretty early on that, you, you, look, you can't wake anybody else up. Like it, 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 it's just, you, you can't, you can, you can be there. I mean, my husband said to me, well, if you, if you can't wake up, he was getting really angry and uh, he was like, I'm, I'm trying to wake up one of his, I don't know, one of his cousins or something. And I said, just let it go. <clears throat> yeah. And he said, what do you mean? I said, you can't wake anyone up. He said, what do you mean you can't wake anyone up? I said, but well, you can't, like, it's not, you, uh, it's not it's, physically possible. It's like Mark Changizi said. the world in a different way. So on one of You've our first episodes. You can be there for them once they yes. come out of it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
So one of our first episodes, we had Mark Changizi on. I don't know if you know who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I follow him. So he came on the show and we asked, how do we get out of this, Mark? And he very poignantly said, one person at a time. And and yes. that is... That, that, that's right. exactly it. That's yeah. exactly it. it yeah. That is exactly it. Um, now, you're the expert. And I've... Oh, I've said throughout all of this that language is very, very important. It's probably the most important thing that has been used against us, has been weaponized mm. against us, is language. Um, and not just in how they scared us specifically, but also in the way that they reported certain things. And they say with, not of, and, and things like that. And And how frustrating is somebody who is well-trained in neuro-linguistic programming, how frustrating must all of this have been for you to watch this going on and to watch people just go, yes, sir, no, sir, three yeah. bags well, full, I, sir. I, I, frequent, I frequently was, was screaming <laughs> at my phone. Me too. Uh, when I would see a headline. I'd be like, ah, oh, no. Yeah, so um, it's unbelievable. It's actually unbelievable. But And it, it's quite funny because... One the one thing I always and I don't you know anyone who follows me on Twitter will see this me me regularly doing this is that any time there's any kind of reporting of cases oh, I will I will just go explain what a case is yeah that's my that's my reply explain what explain what a case means what what is a case anybody um, who's tested positive for a fragment of SARS-CoV-2 that is that, when I, when, that, that is what they describe as a case, but, but the World a, Health a Organization describe a case as anybody sick with diagnosed symptoms. So there's a disparity. No, 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 no. no, no. Uh, to no, have no. to be a proper case, you need to have you need to have tested positive and have a clinical diagnosis no. to support it. Yeah, to be a no, proper no, no, case. No, 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 yeah, no, yeah. According no, no, to no, 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 no. Two thousand and nine, the right. World Health Organization changed their definition of a case. And what they included was a lab, uh, a, a lab test with with or without symptoms. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, sense. because that but that's wouldn't... what they did after the swine flu. That's what they did around with the swine flu. Well, when um, you mean when the swine flu scam didn't work? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So they changed that. They also changed because my very first question is. Well, my first thought when I heard about it in China was, oh, they're trying to cull old people. That was my literally my first. I was like, they're trying to kill the old people off. <clears throat> that was the thought that came straight into my head. And I was like, wasn't far wrong. I think I was pretty right, actually, pretty spot on. Yeah. Um, and then my second question was, because everyone was going, is it a pandemic? Is it a pandemic? And I went, well, what makes a pandemic a pandemic? Well, when the World Health Organization changed the definition of what makes well, a pandemic a pandemic. Definition. Yeah. And they it's take a... away the whole idea, the whole concept of it has to include masses of deaths. Yes. So now it's just something that is contagious, and you're going, well, the bloody cold every year is contagious. So yeah. I mean, if 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 yeah. we if we believe in germ theory and don't go down the terrain theory route, but no, it's very very frustrating. It is really really frustrating, and I'm all and and occasionally I get caught out as well. Occasionally I'll kind of and then I have to go back and read the headline again, or I have to, and I go, oh look, or, or and it was interesting how they then started off with deaths. And then it was cases and deaths, and then they moved on to cases, and it's stuck with cases. I mean, you know, because the deaths just, you know, so our actual the, the deaths. The minute, the minute, the minute they decoupled, no, the minute no they access. started testing ace people who were completely well, yeah. the, the the cases and the deaths decoupled, and the deaths literally went down to zero. And yeah. in August in twenty twenty, we had no deaths. Yes, 
Yes. And yet the no. tests and cases have never decoupled. They've always been intrinsically linked. Yeah. The more well, tests you do, the more cases you get. Well, absolutely. The uh, less uh, tests you do, the less cases you get. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, but 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 the, the cases... So the, and the, the deaths. Cases, cases and yeah, deaths yeah, yeah. have always been but, linked. But deaths... There's a graph of 2020, yeah. and it's tested this, Death's and then right. and then here there's a point where they start testing everybody, and and then, and it went up, and it just it just kept. It going was up it up was up at that point down. that I started my adventures because and my adventures really ramped up in October of 2020, and the reason that was was because they told us the testing really ramped up in October of 2020 because yeah. Matt Hancock stood on his little podium and he said. Um, we have sorry, I we, you said pony there. <laughs> well, it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be much removed, would it? To be honest, but uh, but he said <laughs> we, we're, we're testing three hundred thousand people a day. He's telling us, and this was in Pillar Two, so the test centres, and so we're testing three hundred thousand people a day in Pillar Two. He says. So what does Ben do? Ben starts going and visiting the Pillar Two sites. Initially, I was accused of this that and the other deceptively editing videos and the like to show empty so i started live streaming them so i started yeah. turning up for hours on the end and just pointing the camera at them live and saying nobody is here for that i got deplatformed for that i got silenced and told it was medical misinformation to live stream something that was happening or not happening in front well, of not me happening yeah, yeah. So uh, I was told that was medical misinformation. Um, I, 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 I could never for the life of me explain to you how, but once again, this, is, this can go back to the importance of language. It's language that they were using. It was all-encompassing punishment, wasn't it? Medical misinformation. Well, even, even, even the words misinformation and disinformation, now you have malinformation. You've got another yeah. word. I mean, they just keep making stuff up, don't they? Don't of they? course. So they just keep making stuff up and then... Then people go, I mean, it was quite funny. Do you, do you ever follow a guy called Tom Woods in the States? No. Tom Woods is great. And I, I've, I've never met him. I've never come across him before. I've never met him, obviously. Never come across him before. And I, I watched a brilliant, it was a, a, a talk he gave. And he, he created an expression called midwits. Right. And he said a midwit is someone who's not completely stupid, but is like thinks that they're very intelligent, is watching the news, and then just parrots everything back. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, no, I'm, of, I'm with you, yeah. Yeah, I just like, I love the term midwit. So they're not a complete, you know. But you, don't you know <laughs> that the BBC <laughs> said cases are high right now? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> and? The BBC said so it. Their I mean, it's true. Is, their, their argument is basically just sound bites off the television. They just, they just parrot back. So he was saying, yeah. you know, when he was asking, well, why... Why, why are we locking down? And they were literally shouting at him because we have to flatten the curve. And he was like, Squish the sombrero. <laughs> yeah. so, well, what the hell does that mean? Like, what is it? Like, what, you know, it's only when you actually, and then I started following Ivor Cummins, and Ivor Cummins was the data guy. And, and I, he did you know, get things he... wrong. Okay. He did get things wrong. He said there would yeah, be but... no quote unquote second wave, and maybe there was, maybe there wasn't, maybe one was manufactured through mass testing. But we we yeah. shall uh, we we well, we will leave that you... up in no, the no, air. But, but I think what he showed what he showed was was the Gompertz curve. Yeah, which was every single year yeah. influenza season follows a curve. Mm -hmm. If you're northern hemisphere, this is what it looks like. These are generally the months, and if you're southern hemisphere, it's slightly different. And immediately you're going. Well, that curve was going to flatten by itself, wasn't it, guys? You know, this is... Yeah. <laughs> well, we, that, that's we, what we happens unless, with... unless 
And they would always say, but what about Norway oh, and Finland, right? <laughs> what happened to them? Well, Norway and Finland have never followed the curve. They're always flat. They don't have a respiratory virus season. You look at Norway and Finland. They Ever? No, they don't have it. They just don't. They don't have. That's it. because they leave their babies out in the freezing cold to possibly. Yep, yep. Yeah. Great immune systems. They probably yeah. have a lot of vitamin D as well. They're very food. hardened people, I would say. Yeah, they eat a lot of fish. But I do think I think Finland I think um, has uh, vitamin D in their foods. I think is automatically added to their food supply. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sweden does have uh, a respiratory virus season, but Sweden's very similar to our system in that they have. Big big care homes as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas Norway. Well, it's, it's like if you look at, if you look in, in you know Middle East Asian countries, um, you know they don't have they don't put their elderly into care homes. They're they're yeah. at home with them. They look after them. And yeah. people are like, well, why why is it you know why is it not happening? So well because they're well, actually feeding at... them and looking after them and exactly. not putting them on midazolam. That's exactly it. Because everybody. Sorry, goes... are you better get the platform for that. Yeah, but every well everybody goes. But look at Australia and New Zealand. They, they they haven't had anything like what we have had. And the thing is, you didn't need to stop at Australia and New Zealand because all of Oceania had the same pattern, you know, from the ones that did do lockdowns, like China, and the ones that didn't, like Japan. They all had very low deaths. That's um, because Australia they are hardened to coronaviruses because well, yeah, they, 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 they usually yeah. originate there. Yeah. Australia was slap bang in the middle. Australia, uh, New Zealand, yes, was at the bottom. But what's happening in New Zealand now? Well, we, you know, obviously now it's a different... We've got a different thing that people are dealing with. I won't... I won't um... Yeah, it's called it's called tyranny that's yeah, what they're exactly. dealing with yeah. tyranny exactly. and it's what they've been dealing with for two did, two did, years did you, see, did you see the news today of course it was not on mainstream media you know tumbleweed which was that um jacinda arden has lost her that yeah. they have yes. seen they have ruled that it was unconstitutional and mm -hmm. um the mandates are is it was it out. was it mandates was that was that what it was or was it that they ruled the lockdown was in the lock i think the lockdown was un unconstitutional um, well, it wouldn't surprise me because I, any court worth their salt in any Western democracy should have struck these straight down. Um, should have. They, they should have. Well, that's if that's if we had that's if we're not living in the Wild West. Well, that's why I, why I say any court worth their salt because how many courts how many courts and judges in in England in the UK in Ireland are corrupt? And I would I would imagine a great deal many. I would say in Ireland, probably the majority, if not all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they're never going to go against what the government wants them to do. It's as simple as that. And and they're going to, uh, oh, oh what's, what's that? A big envelope of money's appeared in my chambers. Uh, well, I don't uh, what you're did... implying, Ben. I don't know what you're implying, oh, but yes. They yes. just found it, guys. They found the big envelope of money, right? It was just there nothing to do with well our, our, our very esteemed uh chief medical officer who was has been in position with swine in during swine flu and he said yeah the swine flu vaccines are totally safe and we now have i don't know how many over is that, cases is that swan that... is it robin swan? was that was that the narcolepsy that caused that that one caused that was the narcolepsy yep. so there's all these cases that are only only now so what are we, we're looking at 2009, so we're looking at 13, so it was about 11 years, so this was 2020, these these cases started to actually yeah. be heard in court, I mean, it took that long, you know, these children were now 
you know, teens, if not young adults, who were who yeah. whose lives were completely destroyed. Yeah, completely yeah. utterly destroyed. They'll never be able to work. They can't drive. They they can't live on their own. They've you know got to have someone with them all the time. Um, so he was involved with that. Then he was involved with. We had a huge big um, the cervical smear um, scandal, which yeah. was where they yeah. used these labs that were basically um, less than <laughs> not doing their jobs, not able mm-hmm. to do their jobs, and women died and left their children behind. You know, these children were motherless as a result of of, of this. And he he promised not to drag them through the courts, and he did. These women who were dying, he actually dragged them through. The, you know, they ended up in court trying to fight their cases. And I just cannot, for the life of me, understand how he managed also all the way up until this week. A very very confusing messages because apparently he's not being he's not resigning, but he's now moving to Trinity College <laughs> on an open ended on an open ended contract. Um, and but where still where the taxpayers are paying him? Yeah. So he know what does he know? What has he got? He's got something on someone, hasn't he? Well, it <laughs> very much sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, unbelievable. This man has, uh, I, I mean, and women were swooning over him. Oh, Tony Houlihan. Oh, God. And I just thought, wow. Oh, he's another Matt Hancock then. Oh, yeah. Jesus have Christ. You seen, have you seen the Matt Hancock Appreciation Society? He's got a group on Facebook. Called the Matt Hancock. Is this real? It's real. No, it's, it's, it's oh, it's very, real. It's, it's it's very very real. Yes, uh, it's, it's. I think I think it's like you know you know people who fall in love with prisoners. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's know, that kind of it's a, it's a, it's it's a mental thing. It's, it's Stockholm syndrome. It's, it's Stockholm it's, syndrome. It's, it's not or, that. It's they're unobtainable anyway, and so they're very very safe to fall in love with because they're never going to meet them. But in Ireland, you're only two steps away from anyone here, so no, you know no, it's such. No. A, we're five million people. Let's face well, it. This is a very, and everyone knows everybody. To the members of the Matt Hancock Appreciation Society, I would like to say this: One day, you very may well be the next Gina, because she's oh, not my. sticking around. I'm telling you that now. The second he got is sacked, she's... assistant. Was this the one he was having the old? Yeah, yeah. and the, the second he got sacked, she's looking for an exit strategy. I'm telling you, she is looking for an exit strategy. Well, I saw, I saw something odd about that. That whole footage, it was very odd, and it looked like it was. I mean, it was like, are we, are it's we good? Are we good? Awkward. Are we good to go? We're good to go, right? Let's, you know, it was very kind of mechanical. It was a bit like, you Did... know, oh, we're on the two second countdown. Right. Maybe it feels like, uh, well, there, there are many, very many theories going around. But if it was intentional, then my opinion is it was Hancock was looking for a way out. But but <laughs> having said that, having said that, Hancock has a weirdo, right? Because remember when he was standing beside that journalist, that female journalist, oh. and he just kept inching closer and closer and all that. It's yeah. like he was sniffing her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's as if the guy wasn't on camera. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's a mystery. It's a mystery how people don't see this, and 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 I just, but but particularly women in Ireland, I I just how anyone can look at Tony Hoolan and think. Well, I don't even know. I don't even want to think what they're thinking. To be honest uh, about him, I feel quite ill. I've had a very nice dinner. I don't want to see it again. (laughs) Oh dear. (laughs) No. So what about the war? Oh. Oh. Now there's a cool the well, Yeah, I mean, I think uh, my original, my initial reaction was, um, straight away, I just thought, well, this is this is this is just too this is too coincidental because we 
we literally had um uh, well i i i was actually i was away my mum was please excuse so me to... for two minutes everybody i'm just muting my mic yeah. no worries so i had i had to go and see my mum i had to get a pcr test and to come back i didn't yeah. because yeah. they decided to drop all measures in order to make it easy for ukrainian refugees to come in and i just went hang on a minute this thing's only been going for five minutes yeah like and what about Yemen and what about Syria and what about when Iraq is you know being invaded? I just went, hang on. And my father's Iraqi, so we had relatives and, and family who lived there when it was being invaded. It was not not liberated; it was being invaded. And I just said, this is this just again. It's like what the and and then the immediate kind of release of of flags in people's profile pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it was odd that this footage. There was so much fake footage that was immediate yeah. people were cotton like it was very quick it was kind of being caught very quickly it was like no this was a gas explosion from 2018 or this was and then they were using footage from games from yeah yeah from playstation games from yeah playstation games you're going but hang on a minute so that immediately made me think hang on what's really going on what's actually going on and the fact that there's all these mobile phones there was just nothing seems to be seemed to be coming out and they didn't destroy the uh, communication towers so yeah, sorry. It's all right. I'll just leave. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I don't know what Ben's doing. I'm waiting to find out what he's doing. <laughs> oh, you have a cup of coffee. Very good. <laughs> right. So yeah. So I've I've lost my train of thought. The war. Yeah, I know we were on the war. We um we had a show on the twenty first of January, and we picked up on Biden. And I quoted Biden because he said, he basically said that um, Russia Russia wouldn't invade Ukraine and they wouldn't they wouldn't have to do anything, but they would, they would come down on them if if he did invade, unless it was a little invasion. And at that point, I called it. I said, "That's that. He's just green light putting. Right. He will go in and and what." Six they, weeks. Did, they did. They did the same with uh, Saddam and Kuwait. Yeah, six weeks later, he was in. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. I. I don't know. I mean, I really. I, I'd love to sort of be able to just go. And, I mean, I did a, a show on last Sunday, um, and Matt, Matt Erish. I don't know if you follow him or you've heard his his podcast. Amazing brain. I'm really clued in in terms of Russia and China mm. and you know the BRICS countries and yeah. looking at you know he so he's he was he, he's written books you know he's one of these people who's yeah really really well informed about the whole thing and, and we had Catherine Austin Fitz on as well so there was there was a really good discussion about actually what was going on in terms of Ukraine and was it real or not and obviously it's real obviously people have been killed and there, there are armed forces on the I mean there's no doubt about that although there's a marked lack of footage compared to any other war that we've seen there is it's very very odd and, and it's very stage managed when you see for instance like when you see them at the the massacre in in Bukha or however you pronounce it. But is that it. real? Like I'm, and again, well, I'm looking at something I, going... Like, I, I don't think... We're so confused think. now as to what... So I, I'm quite sort of neutral standing back yeah. going, look... But you, you had know. a whole you had a whole pack, a whole circus of media there, right? Yeah. And when you saw this photograph, there was like eight people all crowded around taking the photograph of a cat. Yeah, I saw I just saw that. Yeah. So it's like... Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, even at the beginning of it, when they have these reporters and they were like, yes, and they've got their helmet on and their, you know, yeah. uh, bulletproof vests and they're going, we're here. And then some old guys just walking past with their shopping. 
yeah. behind him. Yeah. <laughs> and people are just going about and they're kind of trying to be really dramatic. And you go, but look, there's an old fella behind you just Yeah, just did his shot. Yeah. Walking just, along and you go, that's not that's not an image of of city being bombed. No. Um no. I think it's so, um yeah, I think there's something very, very off. And I, I, I don't know if it's all if they're all in it, like it's all theatre or yeah. it's just we're just being told one thing from the side. I think well, Ukraine is putting an awful lot of egg on it. Well, the thing is, propaganda. Let's talk about propaganda for a minute. Yeah. Because that is something we are seeing, or we have been very well versed in for the last two years. Um, propaganda has been absolutely everywhere, especially all over the Western world. Now, mm. when people say, oh, oh, there's Russian propaganda coming out, there's Russian propaganda coming out. Um, yes, that's true. Okay, but there is also a lot of Ukrainian propaganda coming out. And I can give you an example, going back to what you said about the video games, right? Um, the, the, Rush, the Ukrainian, sorry, Defense Ministry on Twitter tweeted a video of Ukrainian soldiers shooting down Russian helicopters. This was oh, yeah, from I saw the, that one, yeah. But this was from a verified Ukrainian Defense Ministry Twitter mm-hmm. account. It was a video game. It was a video game. I, how can anybody look at that coming out of that source and say, just, this there is... Was even, there was even... But I, like, there's so much of it. There was actually... You... There was a picture of meant to be a, a train station that was absolutely yeah. packed. Oh, yeah, that was. Did you see that one? Yeah, I've seen that. first of all, those trains haven't been used since like 1960 something or other. Yeah, and, and they then shut all the doors. If you zoomed into the post picture, you realised it was it was not a real. They were not real people. Like it was yeah, the and they'd also they'd shut they'd shut all the doors, so they all had to go through one door and mm. congregate in one space. So it looked like the place was packed, but yeah, there was all a few you had to do they were was... actually in Kiev. Yeah. They were walking around and they were actually filming, yeah. and they were looking at all these journalists walking around. You know, with the Flag jackets and yeah. Have you seen the um? Did you see the the footage of the Tie fighter that had been downed on the A three autobahn? No. No. So so that? John started a meme. He 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 took he took some some Star Wars pro- promotional sure. footage, right? He put it on the internet on Twitter. Oh yes, yes. And I, and I said, I you? said it was John. I said Russian Tie fighter. Uh, breaking news: Russian Tie Fighter down just outside Kiev. Right? Did you was... did you create that? That I, 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 I don't I know how many yeah, times. Yeah, it, it was it was shared millions so of times. Million. Yeah, right? that was me. That was John. Um, Israel TV news channel. They just it. they just aired it <laughs> as a as genuine, real. as real, not not as a Star Wars thing, but as a Russian Tie Fighter. I did I did reply. There was actually a, a, a GIF of uh, uh, Baby Yoda. Yeah. Oh yeah, sticking his head out a window, and I said, "Here's the journalist who yeah. was taking the footage." So, yeah, so that brilliant. Was... But I, I'm, I'm very impressed. That's 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 fantastic, and just even better that the real news station. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it got about nine hundred thousand. Yeah, it, it's 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 been in, it's spread like wildfire. Yeah. But um, are, are you aware, Sarah, of of? Uh, the Sam Hyde phenomenon when it comes to mass shootings in the United States. So basically, the there's an internet prankster called Sam Hyde, and a whole load of internet trolls call up news stations uh, every time there's a mass shooting, and they try and get his name and picture put on as the perpetrator. Sometimes it works, no, wait, sometimes wait. it doesn't. I told John the Tie Fighter was his Sam Hyde moment. 
Yeah. It, it was. He's, he's I had... loved it. I thought, but but I did see it as part of an actual t- of, of an actual news channel. I did see it. Yeah. Not 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 as a separate meme, but actually as part of a news channel. Yeah, John got it. John got it aired on 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 Israeli television. So well done to him. But this is. But that just goes to show, doesn't it? Really, it, it goes to show that anybody who's bought into a certain way of thinking will buy any propaganda that supports that way of thinking. It's it's just, uh, I mean, let's go back to late 2020 when the bus stop posters appeared. Look him in the eyes. Look her in the eyes. They were everywhere. That, that was so... It was disgusting propaganda. I don't know if you had it in Ireland, but here in the United Kingdom, it was on every bus stop. There were adverts on the TV. Uh, they were the YouTube ads when when it clicked onto the ads. It was, uh, you know, old man with a mask on in the hospital. Look him in the eyes and tell him that you won't social distance. Look her in the eyes and no, and yeah. tell her you won't wear a mask. And and that's just buying into people's fears. It's buying into people's biases. It's it's what propaganda is. We all we all have a we all have a bias. I think sometimes I mean sometimes Agreed. I have to kind of check myself as well to kind of go hang on Us a minute. Am too. I just you know we all do we all do we're human. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's something in NLP that I thought was really interesting that they, I, I noticed they were doing, um, but it's kind of a model. Um, it comes from a guy called Gregory Bateson and then they use Gregory Bateson was an anthropologist and, um, he, he was the one actually termed the coin ecology and ecology is actually the study of consequences. It's not just about the environment. Yeah. And the reality is there are there are four levels of ecology. It's probably more, but if like four main ones. So you would imagine these concentric circles. Right. And in the center of the most um the center of the concentric circles is is the individual. So we are all the center of our own universes. Of course. That's it. So then we have our outer circle to that which will be family, friends, people who you would be in contact with on a daily basis and interacting and actually have, you know, there's a, a, a real energy exchange going on between them. Yeah. Then you have the wider community, the people that either you don't meet on a regular basis or their contacts of the people who are in your inner circle. And then beyond that, you have the environment. And I thought what they what they did was they actually, through their propaganda and through through those adverts and things like that, they actually took people away from the inner core of ecology so they started off with like you could die i could die like we're we're all every single person is susceptible to this so you're which just wasn't true by the way it just wasn't true no um so the first thing was you need to protect yourself and then it was well you need to protect your family and then those posters were doing was taking it so that you were protecting someone you'd never met Mm -hmm. You were somehow responsible for someone else's granny who was locked away, basically isolated inside a nursing home, not being fed, not being looked after. Um, you know, and I, just, I thought it was interesting as well, just slightly off the subject, but the language of prison. So lockdowns yeah. and isolating. Yeah. And if you think about, you know, um, solitary confinement, yeah. you know, essentially yeah. is what they put yeah. people. And I, and I actually spoke to a nurse who... I mean, I cried when I spoke to her. I didn't. Inter- I was meant to interview her. I had a chat with her beforehand, and it, it just never transpired that she came on one of the one of the shows. Um, but she was she was a, a nurse in a residential unit 
with adults who had learning disabilities or physical disabilities of some kind. So this was this was their home. This was where they lived. And their families would have popped in every day, certainly yeah. weekends. You know, one, just, you know, I can't, yeah, it's a residential, um, yeah. you know, home. And these young adults were all completely and utterly confined to their rooms. They had, they, there were no bathrooms in there, so they had commodes that were left there. So they ate, they went to the toilet, and they slept, and they didn't know what was going on, and they all felt like they all thought they were being punished, that they had been bad, yeah. Yeah. and they were being they were in solitary confinement. Mm. And she told me of, you know, these young, they, a lot of them are young adults. You know, when the uh, when the jabs were being rolled out, yeah, obviously it was all of the nursing homes and the residential care units that were actually targeted first. Yes, and she said the the group of people literally descended on the centre, and ran around. She said they literally they were masked up and PPE'd everything, and they were running around with these things and literally running into these rooms and just injecting these people. And she said within within a couple of days, um, one or two of them at least died. And as time went on, a lot of them were, were vomiting, and their whole intestines had been completely. Down. I mean, it just. But remember, I mean, Sarah. Oh my God! But this, so, so when people are talking about protecting the vulnerable, mm -hmm. yeah. the reality was the vulnerable were actually being abused to such a horrific extent. It's just unbelievable. Well, and their families are not allowed there as well. But this is why I continually said, as as someone who is disabled, someone who, if I'm going any, doing any more walking than, than say, a supermarket hobble leaning on a trolley, I have to use a mobility scooter. Um, as someone who is disabled, someone who, who, who has a lowered immune system, I always said to these people, please do not speak for us. Let us speak for ourselves. Because I, I, I was always told, and, and I was told by a troll as she was setting a, a, a mob on me, that she's doing it for my own health. She's doing it for yeah, me. It's for my I, protection. I, I, We're trying to protect you. I, I understand what you're saying, Ben, but those people that Sarah's just spoke about had no one back in their corner. They I tried. They, they, they no, they, they, I they sat no on one. a live show every single day and spoke their corner, yeah. and I got deplatformed no, okay, for it. Okay, but but they had no one to defend them at the point. No, they you know, didn't. They, and I they tried. Had no one there to help them. I tried. That, that, yeah. Well, we all. And, and, we all and, and this nurse, this nurse tried, and and they. Yeah. I mean, she was, you know, um, vilified by her colleagues. Yeah. And yeah. they tried. Imagine to, that, and, and right? She Imagine. said actually she wasn't even she wasn't even supposed to have been there on the day that the uh, the uh, the Javanators arrived, because um, you know, they had actually changed her shift, and she just ended up having to go in for something, and so and they knew that if she'd been there. Oh, that she would have tried to stop it. She would yeah. have actually literally physically. So there are people, there are some incredible people out there who, who have really, um, you know, put their, their uh, lives, their livelihoods on, on the line. We have, you can, right. you can really, you can really understand how 1930s, 40s happened. Germany happened. Of course understand. you can, because it's so easy when you see what happened here in the last two years and people might think you've been overdramatic, but it is so easy. 
Oh, no, it's completely easy. Well, we're we're all living examples of it because every last one of us and people around us and people we knew did nothing but advocate for people's rights, for people to have a choice and to try and be a voice for people who were locked in places like care homes who were silenced. And and all we've received in return is hate, abuse, vilification. And what have we done wrong? I don't know. Well, I don't well, know. Well, if just... you look at it, if you look at it retrospectively, we've done nothing wrong because everything we've said has come to pass. But no one's admitting it. No, of course they're not. You know. Of course, no, no. Not. We've just moved. We've just moved on to the next thing. I mean, here, yeah. I don't know what's happening in the UK, but we, um, Ireland had one of the hardest and longest lockdowns of Europe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You did. The Scots. They really, they Scotland's really still on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. You're, you're... Got, still got a mask mandate until the 18th of April. Well, and, and, then, and then you do. You know just as well as I, I do that the bastard son of Elton John's going to extend it again. She's going to extend it again. Possibly, possibly. Um, it, it, it's she. She can't let go. She cannot and, let and go. And can uh, Drakeford as well. I mean, oh, he, he's he's Harold Bishop. He's a very odd. Harold Bishop. But they're all so odd, aren't they? There's nothing yeah. you would look up and go, God, look at. You know, God, I really admire those. Those leaders, you know. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what Nicholas Sturgeon was called at school or at college? Her nickname was Seaweed because only the tide would take her out. <laughs> she also looks like, uh, do you remember the, uh, what were they called? Van Dabby Dozy. Uh, she's, she's, she's Jimmy Cranky. Yeah, she does. But um, she's, she's, a, she's a dead ringer for Elton John. John, John. Have you seen her mother? John, show, show. Bring, oh, please bring oh. up the picture, John. Bring up the picture of, right, of talking. Nicholas Sturgeon's mother. But going, going back to the point, and I do get quite emotional. I do get angry at the, at the way we have been treated. All of us have been treated for what we have tried to do. Because what we have tried to do is ultimately a good thing. I mean, I don't know where your stance lies on things like the injections, but mine is this. Mine is, do what you want. It's your bloody body. If you want to go and get one, go and get one. But the consequences thereof, you must be informed. I, I don't think anybody's in this on the on the planet has given informed consent to these things by the way but they can't have done no it doesn't exist no but uh but but at the, at, at the point of if you are making that choice and you are making that choice for you and you make the choice to do so then you accept and uh, and assume the consequences or risks thereof and if you don't want to then don't and nobody should be treated any differently in the eyes of the law in the eyes of social situations in fact i will go even deeper as somebody who is on all of these medications and has to do medical things that I don't like to talk about, you have absolutely no right to know what medication is or is not inside the system of somebody else. A a bouncer on a door especially has no right. That is medical discrimination. And if you start discriminating based on that, you should be fucking sued. I'm sorry, but you should. Yeah. Well, here's here's, here's a good one. Here's so here's Nick, a good one for well, you. Before you go on, here's Nick and her mum. Okay, are you ready? Yep. That is Elton John. That's that's Nicholas Sturgeon's mum. No, that's no, no, that's that Nick, is, that's Nicholas that Sturgeon's mum. No, it's Elton John. That, that's Nicholas <laughs> yes, Sturgeon's mum. It is Elton John. That's why we call her the bastard son of Elton John. Wow. Yeah, that's that's wow, Nicholas Sturgeon's mum. That's weird. Yep. That's that makes scary. me feel very weird. Take it off. 
<laughs> so when we refer to the bastard son, that's what we call her for short. We are referring to Nicola Sturgeon. Uh, but yeah, that is genuinely her mother. Um, <laughs> oh. Anyway, yeah. please continue the point you were making. Sorry, about. yeah, no, so I saw a good one today, which was that, um, so obviously Ukrainians, they they originally started off, they said, we're going to have 10,000, we're going to invite 10,000, and everyone was like, 10,000? Then they oh, went, no, it's going to be more like 20,000, and then the, before you knew it, it's 200,000. So they're opening up the borders of a country that's only got 5 million people to 200,000 unvetted refugees. Wow. Unvetted, untested refugees. And what was really funny was I saw, I, I don't know where it was, it was something on a, a, on a government website and it was something along the lines of, you know, um, you might feel, if you've got anyone who's immunocompromised, this whole thing about immunocompromised, immunocompromised, if you've got someone who's immunocompromised in your household, you might be, you might feel a little bit uncomfortable um, about Ukraine, you know, Ukrainians coming in um, and you might be worried about their vaccination status, this COVID-19 vaccination status. However, it's illegal to ask them. <laughs> You've got to be shitting me. No, no, no. <laughs> I just said, only an island. Only an island. <laughs> so I'm assuming so you're I all. I could go for a cup of coffee. Yeah. I could stand in queue and I could get a takeaway and breathe the same air as everybody else. Oh, yeah, else. yeah. You could but be inside the building. There. Yeah, you could yeah, be you inside the building. Which I didn't because... do. I just said if you're going to discriminate, you don't get... If, if a business oh. is going to discriminate... Hold on, hold on, no, 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 everybody. Because of what Sarah has just said, John, let the us science. pray. Let us pray. The science. To the science. Oh, to the science. The science. Yes. The yes. science has kept us safe. Oh. It has kept us safe. Yeah. Um, the science. The science. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's oh. no science at all. It's pseudo science, but it is the science. The science. Latterly, in France, before we left, we could walk through seated people having their lunch. Yeah. Right, at, at tables, we could walk through them without without anything. Right. But to sit at the table and have your lunch, you needed to have a vaccine passport. It was pantomime. It's a pantomime. It's pure theatre. Once again, it. once again, we've spoke about this before on the show, but I'm oh, sure... The, so well, the best one was, did I not show you the picture where I was sitting on the wall beside someone who was sitting at a table? Yeah. And I was eating a yeah. sandwich. And they were sitting eating the lunch at a table. And literally, I could have gone like that and touched a person. But legally, I was okay because I was in a non-eating public space. But and they were in they were in a restaurant designated public. But you see, you look, you know. No, because we can go deeper than this, Sarah. The audience know about this, but you you probably won't. In October of two thousand and twenty-one, so October just passed, I got in my car and I drove to the Euro Tunnel. When I got to the Euro Tunnel, the lady looked in the car. That this was remember you had to be double jabbed to enter France, right? Yeah, had to be. It was the big rule. The lady looked in the car and went, you all double jabbed? And I just went, yeah. And she went, enjoy your holiday. So that's pantomime part A. So we get through onto the Euro Tunnel, across to France. Um, and second, third day, John drives all the way up to Paris to meet me, right? I have 
a QR code on my phone that belongs to a woman named Susan in Sussex. And John has one on his phone that belongs to a bloke named Barry, right? And Barry and Susan... Barry, but not as you as a Susan, then. Barry and Susan had a grand day out at Disneyland Paris. Yeah. <laughs> and then we went to Planet Hollywood for dinner. No, remember. Well, no, remember. you didn't. You didn't. Barry, Barry, and, Barry, Susan. Barry, Barry and Susan did. Barry and Susan. Let's not... Uh, let's put you... Yeah. So picture this, Planet Hollywood is busy at the best of times, but it was rammed, okay? And imagine it if it was Valentine's Day and they'd put extra tables in, because literally you could barely squeeze between the tables to sit down. Wow. So I mean, I, I could literally have gone like that and picked up a chip from the other guy's plate who was and this not was supposed to Social you? distancing, remember no, that. No, I didn't, I didn't. This so was, was the no antithesis social of social distancing. Yeah. There was you had to wear a mask, or you're supposed to wear a mask until you got to your seat. Uh, and did well, this, I? That's my, this is why. That's you know when they say what's your favourite COVID rule. My yeah. favourite is you walk, you you come in from outside, you put a mask on, mm-hmm. you walk to your table, you sit down, and you take it off, and then yeah. you you know, you know no 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 because sorry, I then had, you have to put I it on had, if you go to the toilet. I had the bracelet of power, as they called yeah. it at Disneyland. Ooh. I had a blue coloured band on my wrist that I showed them and they went, no mask, okay. And I went anywhere, indoors and out, with no mask on. Just because I had a paper wristband on my wrist that was blue. No mask. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but that that's super that's like you have superpowers. They, 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 even well, the staff well, no, they were going, they, the bracelet of power, the staff were saying to me. But yeah. No mask. Didn't go anywhere. No, it, it, it just just baffles me. It just baffles me that, that, you know, to me, I have a brain that is constantly asking questions anyway. Yeah. You know, that's just the way my brain works. I, I think we're all there. Well, I, I think we are all there. I, I went on with my family. We went on a, a, a road trip um, through eight European countries. Not once were we asked for a vaccine passport. Not once were we asked to, well, twice we were asked to produce our regular passports as we crossed the border into Denmark and into Sweden. But other than that, we were only stopped at those two borders, Denmark and Sweden. You weren't and stopped in Germany. I think, I think there was an awful lot of, uh, of fear-mongering just yeah, to make people not travel. Because yeah. when I travelled, I, 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 I was on multiple did, planes. We did 12,000 kilometres in that road trip. That's unbelievable. Over I, eight countries. I travelled to France three times. Uh, three Sweden, th- Sweden was fantastic. I travelled to France three, three times um, after after the announcement of the lockdown, right? I was actually in France uh, for a different trip when Emmanuel Macron announced the French lockdown. I watched it live on TV. Um, but three times after that, I travelled to and from France. I never tested. I never showed proof of of treatments. I never filled out a passenger locator form. Not once. When I flew and France was on the amber list in the United Kingdom, you had to quarantine for 10 days. You had to fill out a passenger locator form, quarantine for 10 days. I landed at Gatwick Airport, hobbled along on my walking stick, went through the E-gate and fucked off. I came back from. It was I all a pantomime. From, it was a pantomime. Yeah, I, I came back from France in 20, August 2020. We were there for two weeks, um, and we came back off the ferry at Hull, 
and we arrived at the, the thing and we were supposed to have completed our passenger locator form. And the guy goes, have you got your passenger locator form there? And I goes, eh, no, I haven't done it yet. I thought it's 48 hours once I arrived to do it. And he goes, no, you had to do it 48 hours before you travelled. And I goes, oh, well, well, I haven't done it. <laughs> and he goes, and he, he went and spoke to his pal, then he came back and he goes, will you do it when you're going up the road? And I goes, of course I will. <laughs> Yeah, of course. No, I mean, I, I've ne- even, even, never even even coming to British Customs at Eurotunnel, driving back, we were never asked. And so I always said to to the people that I was with, right, I'm not fill, I'm not filling it out. But if they ask me, then I'll go. Oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot about that. And just quickly, they didn't ask. So if they're not asking, why yeah, do but it now? But now you've got to do it before you can actually book the ticket. You don't have to yeah, do it at all now. So, well, the, the problem the problem with flying you've got to send it in electronically. No, well, we've, few, we've, few we've, we've dropped the passenger locator. There's no passenger oh, locator no, in England. We dropped it now, but no, no, when no, I no, came no. back, yeah. you had to do it. But I just did a landside transit one and said I was transiting out within 24 hours. And yeah, I, I did that as well on the way back from uh, I was in Dubai. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. They, I, I, I then got a text saying you need to you need to go do a PCR from the, from the British government, and I was like, no, <laughs> no, no, just an absolute. It is, <laughs> it is a farce. We're not going to be doing. I had that. To, I, I had to do a test to get back into the UK. So out of all those countries, eight countries in Europe, nothing, right? The one time I have to do a test is to get back into the UK to come home. So. <laughs> and and I couldn't do a self-administered test because I had to have a QR code on it. Yeah. Right? So I went to the thing in the supermarket and I paid for it. It was 20, 18 euros. 18 euros. You were lucky. Well, no, they, they weren't here. If you went, as long as you didn't go at the port. If you did it, you, I just went up to a supermarket in the middle of nowhere. It's the same with the, you had, you have, the oh. dog has to have a tapeworm tablet done by a vet. Now, if you go and do it near the port, it's like 60, 70 euros. But if you get it done like the day before in the middle of France, it's like 20 euros. Yeah. Yeah. No, so anyway, it, I goes on. Lots I, of people I, have got very rich from the yeah. testing. Oh, yeah. Very, I was about to say, well, Disneyland Paris but, but, themselves had their finish. own test centre. It was let a let racket. So I went into this test centre and the girl's sitting there and it's just basically a pop-up tent in the middle of the, in the shopping Really center. hygienic. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. A complete, complete joke. It's like really, you know, and, I, and I'm thinking, I'm not having this. I'm not having this up my nose. So, one, I had a streaming cold, right, that I developed the day before. He did. So, my, so my, I mean, I had a really bad cold. Um, and I said to her, look, I've, um, I'm, I'm very prone to nosebleeds. Yeah. Oh, I've and, used that one. Yep. I'm very prone to nosebleeds, and I'm on blood thinning medication. So, I'm liable to ble- bleed out if you. And she goes, I won't make you bleed. And she put it in about that much. <laughs> and she goes, Do you have a favorite nostril? And I goes, No, just pick one. And she just did one nostril. And that yeah. was that. That's all well, that, she did. That, that basically just goes, just I mean, that. I don't know. Anyway, look, I think we could probably talk forever about yeah, the tests could. and the, and the oh, nonsense and, and that kind of things, but those kind of things. But I, you know, we, we know that ultimately the real. Uh, goal of all of this was was is digital ID. Yeah, of course, yes. yeah, of course. And you know, and now, and I don't know if you saw something recently. But I, I only watched this yesterday. I was quite horrified with what's going on with the weather in in Australia. No, and Byron no. Bay is absolutely flooded. They've in, in the first time in history, Byron oh. Bay is is flooded. People have had to evacuate okay. their homes. Yeah, and um, there's a, a woman. She's the most, she does a 
Facebook. I'm not on Facebook. Um, on my, I'm not on my phone, so I don't see it very often. People send me things. And she was basically saying they've got this. So the word resilience is the red flag. Okay. But if they come along and they say we're kind of, kind of, you know, resilient Byron Bay or resilient, whatever it is, ultimately, this is what the, um, um, what do you call it? The camps that they built, the quarantine oh, camps. Right, the yeah. This is actually what it's for. So they're, you know, they're totally flooded. So they're going to come along. They want to basically, they want, they've, they've already said um, Agenda 21, 2030 is all about smart cities and they want to build smart cities. They're going to have, build back better. Oh, yeah. So they're going to have to better. demolish whatever way. And, they are, and they're looking, we're looking at, you know, they were, they were showing um, satellite pictures of the weather. Are they talking and about knocking Byron Bay down? They're talking mm. about basically uh, demolishing the East Coast through weather and and if you look at the satellite pictures there was someone who's been doing satellite pictures for like 10 years of weather looking at things and there was a straight line i mean yeah. clouds don't line up in a straight line and you could see the weather kept hitting this line and then it was going back so basically what they were doing was they were amplifying whatever whatever way so this this is i mean we know about cloud seeding i mean there's no there's no yeah, about that yeah. and that uh, and uh, yeah, so basically from Melbourne up to Brisbane, the idea that they they're planning over the next eight years to completely just people will have well they'll say your house is uninhabitable. You're gonna have well we'll help you. They're called yeah. wellness camps. Oh yes, now. wellness camps, absolutely. Yeah, yep. Sure. Wellness camps that have barbed wire and roller shutters. Uh, I've heard some to, real to, horror to, stories to keep you from well inside. Locked down. I think that's what they call them. I, I see, um, I've heard some real horror stories from inside these camps as well. Yeah. You see all these people, uh, the virtue signalers, the narrative, the, the narrative believers on their TikToks making their videos. Oh, look, I'm at the camp. I'm so happy. I'm exercising. I'm Jeez. having a great time. You're not having a great time. You're lying, and you're probably being paid to say it. That's, that's Australia's a test case, doesn't it? Oh, yes, I, 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 I mean, Australia's. It's, 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 I mean, it's just bonkers, isn't it? You're looking. Yeah. Like we're opening up and, and things like that. In, in Ireland, we were opening up and things and, and things were still locked down and there were still yeah. the mandates and everything, the, the, the jabs. Yeah. So, yeah, it's quite, it's a very... Um, yeah, and look at bizarre. the Djokovic parade, you know. The, oh, the my God. But now, but now we see Hungary and Serbia, the, their elections uh, have actually, you know, the anti-globalist yeah, yeah. Uh, leaders have got in. Have we um, seen? Have we seen the latest poll from France? Because today, the the latest polls show Marine I... Le Pen now taking a lead over Emmanuel yeah. Macron. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that today, which is which is interesting. So with this, look, you know, sort of right from Rami, she goes, "Are we? Are, are they losing? Are the globalists losing?" And I mm. said, "Let's put it this way: this is a war, and every single thing we're going through is a battle." So, yeah. I mean. They probably have won some. They're losing some. You know, how, how do we know? I mean, none of us have got really the big picture of absolutely everything That's going a, on. It's a very long-term strategy. Oh, for decades. I think they've kind of jumped too early on the 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 COVID thing. I think that was too early was to try feeling. and implement as much as they they they, they should have maybe throttled back a little bit. Well, I can, I can, my question was why now? Yeah. In twenty twenty, yeah. I kept saying. Why now? They were they were successfully herding us all down a slope mm. towards the whole microchip, you know, being chipped and all the rest. Like everything was moving in that direction anyway. And, yeah. and I mean, I'll put my hand up. I was I was fast asleep at the wheel. Yeah, yeah. But the it, the problem they've done now is they've woken up so many people. 
Well, I said it on the, the, the panel the other day. I said, here I am, a middle-aged woman in the middle of a, a, a vial, in the middle of a field, because I'm <laughs> surrounded by fields. Yeah. And I kept saying, all I kept thinking was, this is like my, my ray of hope, is if I have woken up, and, and I'm obviously not completely awake. I still don't know lots of things that are, that have been going on, and it's a kind of it's going to take a long time. To I don't think any of us ever will. But uh, no, I think I don't. Yeah, I, but I do feel that I, I've consumed so much in yeah. terms of reading and yeah. videos and talking to people and talking to real experts as well. Well, listen, before all of this, I was a disabled man who made disabled access videos at theme parks. That's what I did, right? And now I'm. I don't know what. I, I'm an independent journalist who gets deplatformers and censored from everywhere for simply saying what I see. So yeah. as the, just being that has certainly woken me up. Because if I... Well, <laughs> I, I mean... mean look, at, look, look at me. I was, I was uh, an IT consultant, ex-cop. Right? Yep, he's an ex-firearms officer over there. Yeah. So ex-cop, IT consultant, com had an IT company that was on six figures a... a a year easy that's that was wiped out and basically day one and and now i'm living in a van and i'm basically off grid because i don't have an address yeah so you know i i have um I, and here I we are the three of I, us i don't i don't, I, I don't pay parts of the world i don't talking pay, about this I don't pay well, this is it. tax i don't pay income tax mm -hmm. i don't pay i don't pay for if, if i if i do anything in the van i don't pay for it because they can't, they, they haven't traced me. They don't know where you are. Well, this is it. They don't know where you are. And and like you say, Sarah, um, my friend Davy, who is a uh, who who shares part of the Wednesday show with us now. He 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 runs an organisation called Peace Officers UK. They've just been convicted of fancy dress. Um, that's another story in itself. But um, he he, the way he describes people like the three of us to me is we are variables that they did not account for because people listen to what we say and they did not account for normal people having the idea of 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 speaking of utilizing the tools at our disposal yeah. and speaking out and getting an audience and then they panic the platform bam, censor but we pop up somewhere else and well, we pop up somewhere else. With us. They are playing whack-a-mole. Yeah, of course they, yeah. Are. Yeah, they are. And yeah. let's talk about your show for a minute. Um, sell it to us. Tell us, tell us all about it. Tell us what you do. Well, I've got, I've got a couple. They're not really, I wouldn't say they're my shows. The, the first one. Um, so Christmas, 2020, um, someone rang me. Who's a, his, his background is, is TV production and, and all kinds of stuff. And he said, I've got an idea. Um, to do a roundtable discussion. He said, have you ever seen the roundtable discussions with Hollywood actors and things like that? I, think, I don't know what it's called. I think it's called maybe the roundtable. I'm not sure what it's called. Right. And uh, I said, yeah, I think I've seen one. He said, look, I'm going to flick one over to you. He said, have a look at this. He said, I, I, I want to do something like this, but with doctors and scientists and people who are speaking out. And he said, I'd like you to um, this is who, This is who I think it is, isn't it? This is the iconoclast. Yes. Yes. Who has yeah. also been deplatformed from YouTube, I might add. Mm -hmm. yeah uh, well very quickly yeah pretty yeah. pretty quickly so we, we we have a bit shoot um channel so everything is on that okay um and that we were breaking the 5k rule right to to, to shoot this we we did it in a, in, <laughs> in a in a small town and the police we were standing in a huddle waiting to be called in as they did all the lights and, and everything else and uh, there we all were fairly well i wasn't no one knew who i was um 
but the, the, there was a few cop cars that kept circling and slowing down and it was just the most bizarre yeah oh sorry yeah <laughs> one of the most bizarre things in my life was this kind of we this was clandestine this was kind of you know they could see us but they didn't know what we were doing there and everything else anyway we we shot it and i know it was in, it was march can't remember exactly the date but it was freezing in the room yeah and i kept saying you're gonna be able to see our breath on camera you know but, but so we had hot water just to heat our hands up and blankets and jackets on our knees um and within three days we had 120,000 views fantastic and was that, that bit was shoot first... exclusive at that point sorry was that bit shoot exclusive at that point that, or... that, no that would have been that would have been facebook uh YouTube at that point. Yeah. So, and, so we, we were on there. And then he was just wiped out, wasn't he? He was just yeah. wiped out. Yeah, we, we, did, we, did, we did a few more. So we felt, well, I think how many, I'm not sure how many roundtables we've done. And I did, then I ended up doing a few one-to-one -one interviews. Yeah. As well. And we did one with Melissa Chimay. So you probably know that one. The lady, uh, beautiful lady from the North. Yeah, I, I, read, uh, I read that that one as a podcast. Oh, great. Yeah, so a lot of people took it. So we think we've hit about 3 million. Oh, fantastic. Views at this point, and Melissa was on the panel discussion. Then, um, you know, we, uh, what I love, what I've absolutely loved about the last two years, and I really hope that everyone has had these kind of experiences, is just meeting the most fantastic people. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, how, would, how would I know a Scottish man who lives in a van? Of, uh, <laughs> life has put us, and, and, the, and the small but very loyal audience that we have, I have met yeah. the vast majority of them. And yeah, when I... Fantastic. When I am out on those protests, hundreds of people appear and they give me hugs. And yeah. the older ladies, oh, the older this, ladies, and, and quite think, often kiss me on the right mouth. Then. I think, I, I think it was, uh, I think it was, a, they they knew there was going to be a bit of pushback, but I think they underestimated the creativity. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was that we were because creativity is unpredictable. That's why it's creativity. It's it's not what you would expect. It's something else. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and so. Um, trying to think when we did the last one we've done four shows now of something called making sense so making sense is online right um because we wanted to be able to access so the first show we got peter mccullough um steve kirsch <laughs> i'm trying to think who the other people were i can't remember who the others were but i remember just being like absolutely starstruck at these people who who you know agreed no? sorry robert malone no uh, no, we haven't got Robert Malone yet. We have been throwing pebbles. This is kind of the, the this is how we describe it. We throw pebbles, which is an email and another yeah. email. Yeah, another course. email, and we keep throwing pebbles at the window. We hope eventually they'll open it. Uh, and um, so then the one I did the other night was 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 uh, the the idea with making sense is to get an Ireland is a funny country. Um, prior to twenty twenty, you could certainly could not be a prophet in your own land. No. You know, it was always um, what other people did and said, because it's such a small country, got a very small pool of, of experts for anything. Yeah. Um, and then 2020 suddenly, no, no, if, if anyone abroad said it, it was it was didn't apply to Ireland. It was like, well, that's America or that's Australia or that's wherever. Um, so we wanted to have a show that had international experts, but we grounded it with in Ireland, in terms of let's mm -hmm. let's, let's bring them in and, and look at how what they're saying is impacting us here, yeah, and and you know bringing in as the first show we had two of the amazing doctors who were um, under huge pressure, but they were they were treating people and spoke out very early on uh, Irish doctors as well, so that was great to have them on um, because then they gave their their take as well on on you know what it was like to be a GP here. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Um, and I did a, one of the iconoclast interviews I did recently was with Dr. Jerry Waters, and that that was I really really wanted to to interview him and, and to get his story out of how after 40, 41 years of, of a successful GP practice, uh, he was suspended. Suspended, and he's because not he, the only one, he was... is he? He's not the only one. And we saw a lot of this very early on, very early on when, when doctors sort of stepped out and spoke about the reality of a respiratory curve many times. It was just suspended, suspended, suspended. And anybody... And he, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't get into his day in court. He actually... There was no due process. There was just no due there process. There never is. No, they're never is. Because they know they're wrong. They know they're in the wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. And anybody who was paying attention at that time was rightfully concerned at seeing these eminent doctors and often scientists as well that were speaking out. Uh, Nobel Prize winning scientists were speaking well, out. Look at, uh, look at Michael Levitt. I mean, exactly. was, that was actually something I heard really early on was an interview with him. And I went, why are they not listening to him? And this is so bizarre. So the first, I, I, I will never forget the first thing that really opened my eyes to all of this. And it was, I think it was March 2020, in fact. It was right at the beginning. It was uh, a an interview with Stanford's John Ioannidis. Um, and he was just talking total sense. He had done the research. He had done uh, the Santa Clara, or Santa Clarita, I think, uh, the study he did. The seroprevalence study. Yeah, the seroprevalence study that he did. Um, and he was he was coming with the data. He was coming with the facts. He was speaking sense. We he also bounced off uh, and spoke about the Diamond Princess cruise ship, and and that was I think the best case study of how this thing was going to act in a closed environment. And that a was floating petri dish. Exactly, mm-hmm. and and these these sorts of things were gelling in my mind. They were making sense to me. It was far more realistic and data-driven than, than Neil Ferguson's guesswork that was... Uh, well, yeah, but there you go. There's, there, there, there's another one whose track record was absolutely is, is abysmal, abysmal in terms of being any, yeah. accurate in any way, shape, or form. I didn't even realise he was involved with the whole foot and mouth. No. Um, He's been involved in everything. Do you know what? <laughs> I tried to explain to people millions of bachelors. I tried to explain to people from the off, from day one, that models are not data. Models are guesswork. They are guesswork, and 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 they are very often wrong. And I got shouted down. I got called every name under the sun, as we all did, I'm sure. Um, But we have been vindicated with time. Not one single model, I think, anywhere on earth has been correct. Not one. And and yet. We are the small members of the media that are sitting here and trying to bring attention to these facts because we can now we can now use hindsight and say, here's the actual data versus the models. And we were right. The thing that gets me though is the, the regular people that you spoke to, right? And you told them at the time that it was all hyped yeah. up, it wasn't yeah. gonna pan out the way that the government was saying, everything was gonna be okay if you just you know, stopped overreacting and and did things normally, and called you an idiot and said you know you were you were out your mind, you weren't you weren't looking at things properly, and why would you be right and they would be wrong? They have never come back no. and said sorry. That's no. the thing. 
Well, I think there's a reason for that. Other yeah. than, you know, embarrassment and, and not wanting, you know, people, people want to be right rather than happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They want to be right um, because they think that's the right thing to do. But, but I, the thing is, I didn't want to be right. No, I never wanted oh, to God. be right. Oh, no, no, no. I t- I'm, yeah, exactly. In fact, I, uh, yeah. you know, there was something today and I said, you know, why is it I don't wish harm on anybody else and yet someone who is totally pro-vaccine and, and, and you know, vaccine vigilantes, I call them, yeah. um, you know, wants me to be dead. Well, yeah. this is it. Yeah. You know, wishes, wishes ill on me and wishes wants me to be sick and dead. I'm like, how... How does that make you a good person? I mean, we're the ones we're the ones sitting here saying to people, what we want you to do is make your own choice, make your own yeah. decision, and we hope you don't get hurt or ill, yeah. right? Yeah, I don't. And then want, they're coming back at us and going, "I hope you fucking die." Yes, I hope you catch COVID and you die. And you go, "Well, if, what? If I, if, were, you were making a point." Whatever I had at Christmas, if I had, if that's it, then that's it, and I've yeah. not had anything since. You were making a point though about them not saying sorry. Yeah, yeah, so um what's interesting is if you look at the whole the messaging. Yeah. And the way that if if you actually sort of did a timeline, which I think someone must have done or must be somewhere that we could look at this and actually look at yeah. Yeah. you know the headlines from March 2020 and then look at when the narratives are changing when they start using yeah. they start interchanging words like deaths and cases and then you know all this kind of stuff. Um, and with and of and and you know just we we know all the little tricks that they were playing yes. is that obviously this is relied on fear. Oh yeah. This is relied on people being absolutely terrified. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said to you at the beginning of of this, I'm really passionate about helping people with. I'm I'm mad about learning. Like I want to understand yeah. about the brain and how we how we learn. And I've actually got a model, but I won't talk. I created a model. I won't talk about it here, but. Um, very simply, as I kind of went through to to create this, and I work with young children, so I know this works with, with young children, so I know it works with adults, is there's two parts of the brain that are absolutely crucial for learning and memory. So there's, there's, I'm gonna, I do have a point, which is that, so you've got your amygdala, mm-hmm. which is what triggers off your fight or flight response. Well, it's fight, flight, freeze or appease. Mm-hmm. So appease is when people are so afraid of getting into an argument, they go, okay, okay, I'll just put a mask on. They won't, like, they're terrified. So, but it is still a, a, a stress response. It's still a yep. fear response. Yeah. Um, it, what's interesting, and this I found this out when I was doing my research, 2013, I think I can't remember the date now. And there's another part of the brain which is called the hippocampus. And the hippocampus is actually nicknamed the learning organ. Okay. And everything that we experience... <clears throat> goes through the hippocampus. It's only like I can't even point to it because it's right in the middle of the brain, and it's right next to the amygdala. So there's a left right. and right hemisphere. Everything that goes that we have an experience of goes through the hippocampus and then into the long-term memory, mm-hmm. and then to recall it, it has to come back through the hippocampus and out into the short-term memory and into the frontal lobes. But the the amygdala and the hippo, the hippocampus are on a seat like on the seesaw in terms of inversely related. So when the amygdala is triggered. And we are in uh, a stress response, a fear response. The hippocampus, the little dendrites, the little connections in it, actually wither and pull back. Right. So our See, ability to learn and to mem- to remember and to bring and to recall information is severely compromised by being in a stress response. Right. So a lot of people simply don't remember. Okay. Yeah. No, they I, simply I can see. don't remember what what's actually happened. They're only in the moment. They're right here, right now, in terms of what what what's the next thing to be afraid of. Yeah. 
and they've so been kept, is... they've been elevated. The, the, the fear's been kept ramped up, at, yeah. like, ramped up and then dropped, and then ramped up and then dropped. So it's literally like if you were to draw a graph, it would look like that. Going so up is this like what they call the reptile brain, the amygdala? Yeah, it's part of the reptilian brain. It's part part right. of that whole. So it's it's the old. It's our it's our immediate. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of operates from two ways. One is um, instinct. Yeah. But the other one is what do you what have you learned is dangerous. Yeah, but but you can't learn if you're in too much stress. You can't learn no. whether it's dangerous or not. No, I mean, and I and I remember when I read this, it, it was in a little little book it's on my shelf, that little tiny little book, and it was neuroscience and learning. And when I read this, it was like a little, almost like a throwaway comment in the book. And I went, that's what happened to me in my A-level. My very first A-level, I went in and I freaked out. And, you and the shutter recall. came down and I couldn't remember anything. I couldn't recall anything. Uh, and so that's, we've why, have, we've that's why I always used to say to people, don't, don't learn or don't cram the night before your exam. If you don't know by now, you won't know it. So just go to oh, the Oh, no, pic- I was really good at cramming. Just go to the pictures or something like that and relax. That's what I used to do. See, see, I, I, <laughs> but, I, I, I get what you're saying. But a lot of people are, are so stressed and they don't even know what they're really stressed about. I, I, I was going to say, I completely understand what you're saying, but it, it, I'm going to be completely honest with you and it might be... I, I am autistic and it might be because of that. I don't recognize that that response within myself. I actually find myself at the most clear, at the most able to do these sorts of things well, under heightened stress. Yes, you might be able to make decisions, but are you actually learning anything? Well, I'm not that's, sure. That's the point. But I'm definitely recalling. I'm definitely able to recall. Yeah, so it, look, we're all everyone's different. So, I mean, I think a lot of people who... I, I just know for me personally, when I'm completely stressed, yeah. like really panicking, not as mm-hmm. in, look, there's a difference between good stress and bad stress. Yeah, okay. So a bit mm-hmm. of pressure and a bit of like, okay, come on, you've got to do it now. That's okay. That. Yep. But I'm talking, so if we imagine like a traffic light system. Yeah. So green is like, you're totally calm, you're chilled out, you're relaxed, you're grounded, you're present, you're able to sort of judge whether something's really dangerous or not. You're, you're just, yeah, you're kind of, and that's, that's, kind of where we want to be living most of our lives is in green yeah mm-hmm. amber then is like i'm i'm kind of anxious but i don't know what about i feel like i should be you know looking around and checking out to make sure i'm yeah. okay and then red is like panic so that's flight or you know, so red is yeah fight that that's the fight flight fight freeze or, or appease yeah. response yeah. i was gonna say because how much uh, in your opinion is emotional response tied to this um Oh, it's huge, yeah. But then, and then you have some people who live in blue, and blue is completely disconnected. They're like a head on a stick. Yeah, well, because I, I, I don't experience emotions as I would say so what, most people do. So I wonder if that might be something to do with it. Is that is that like shield? Head, well, head on, well it's, what, what's interesting, Ben, about about autism is actually quite often um, what they have actually found is that. Adults with, uh, sorry, children with autism often have an, an amygdala that is the same size as an adult's one. Okay. My son's also Which autistic. Means... Sorry? My son's also autistic. He's eight years old. And so this is, we're going to work quite, quite interesting. This, yeah. this, is, this is something I'm really interested in. Yeah. Um, so often there can be, uh, when, when things are overstimulating. Yeah. So lights are brighter, noises are really noisy, yep. the feel of the clothes is, is really irritating. It's like there's just way too much sensory overload yep. happening. Yep. Um, that's when the amygdala can kick off. 
yeah no i i that 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 is when i feel my most heightened distress wise is sensory overload and and i i i actually do have a pair of ear defenders myself just to try and bring that down um it's things like when we're on holiday for example if we're in a really loud bright arcade and things like that both me and my son will 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 fire off and uh both of us are walking around with the ear defenders on and we probably look really stupid but there's a method to it you know it's 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 yeah yeah no absolutely so it's about how you how you're protecting yeah yourself from not being completely overly stimulated yeah. so that it's like there's just so much going on that it's very hard to then know well am i safe because ultimately yeah. the body's job is to keep you safe yes absolutely absolutely that's, that's it the conscious mind's job is what the hell's going on yeah um and probably I mean, I'm, I'm, make, I'm guessing here, but I have worked with, with, with um, quite a few people who have autism. Yeah. Uh, is the inability to lie. Yeah, I am. I, right. So I am called rude when I don't know I'm being rude because all of the time, even by my own wife. She says, you're being rude. You're being rude. When I'm just telling people straight, I just tell people straight and they don't like what I say a lot of the time. And I'm just saying it direct. I don't sugarcoat anything. And my wife will go, Ben, you're being rude. And I'm like, am I? Am I? People tell me that I'm rude as well, but I think my my thing is different. I think it's just that I'm a cunt. <laughs> well, there is... I this is going out after nine o'clock. <laughs> oh, we're well after the watershed. Oh, we're well don't past you worry the watershed, mate. <laughs> but, um... but, but you know what? That's a really... I, I, I think it's a really interesting... Um, thing to look at is actually people who well one thing i will say is this um i found a lot of people a lot of people who didn't fall for the propaganda of the last two years had autism and asperger's a lot of people there was there was two camps that i think most people that i spoke to fell into it was autism and asperger's or a lot of the women had been abused and they knew what um they knew the signs an abusive relationship they, yeah yeah exactly uh, like an abusive relationship. and that's something oh, i've oh. also experienced myself as All the victim of not the my category anyway yeah. you were making a point sarah i don't know i've oh, I thought that was just ben, ben, ben might not be able to lie but he can certainly fucking interrupt can't he <laughs> <laughs> no 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 i asked him i asked him no i said it to him no no, you no, no but, that, but that's but i think it's that thing so if you can't lie like it's just not. It's just like why? Because you're like, well, why would I? Well, this is it. I, 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 I. Why is that? And then it's like, why are other people lying? That's like, why are other people lying? It's just completely. I know so I'm being a, like so. I'm I'm acutely aware of how other people may perceive it, but I, I it's just the best, isn't it? It's the best way to be. Um, well, it's the shortest way to the path. It's the shortest path to the the answer, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. it is. And um, why, you know, it's just it's all about logic and things, you know, yeah. kind of going through certain, yeah, like gates almost. Going, well, is that does that make sense? No, okay, well, well, let's let's keep going. And that was always like, you know, believe me, if John's I, being, I, I, if, I, if, I actually do. I genuinely believe if I didn't know NLP, I may have fallen for it. Well, I was going to say, yeah. believe me, if John's being a cunt, I'll tell him. That, that's that's. <laughs> It's, it's the basis for a beautiful friendship. Well, well, my marriage is quite funny as well because when my wife goes, Do, "Does this look good on me?" and I say, "No," 
And she's like, you're meant to lie to me. You're meant to lie. To oh, why? I decided my husband must be autistic as well. It looks all. I'm just going to her, it looks awful. <laughs> Does this make my ass look big? No, your ass just makes your ass look big. Don't ask. She's by now, she knows not to ask. <laughs> no, you're but. Fat. No, your fat makes you look fat. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And, and, and so, so, so she doesn't get out of it either, but. I always say to her, love, you know, we've been married nine years. You know what you got yourself into. We've we've known each other since we were kids. Um, so if, if you if you can't take this, I'm sorry. I can't change it. It is how I am. I, just, I think I think the honesty is brilliant. You know, um, obviously, I'm not married to you, so I don't know. I can't speak from that point of view. <laughs> In terms of the people I've met who I've worked with. Um, I just I love the honesty. It just because you go, yeah, that's absolutely cut yeah. straight through. Let's not beat around the bush. It's a very dividing thing because you will find that people either like you or loathe you. Ah, uh, there's a lot of loathing. Well, I'm I'm, 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 I'm probably a bit, of, a bit of marmite. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm not terribly politic um, when it comes to the office environment. I tend to say what I think. Yeah. Um, and and you know, I I once got fired for um for for saying basically what I thought because. You know, we were getting a presentation from the head of the department and he's given us all this bump and he says, you know, what we're going to do is, it's not about money, it's about doing it the best way, you know, it's not to make it cheap and it's not to make it quick, it's to do it the best way. Oh no, sorry, he didn't say that, he said, this is all about money, we need to do it as quickly and as cheaply as we can. Oh right, yeah. Right, okay, and, and I'm going, okay. And then he, he gives us the plan of how they're going to do things and I goes, well, shouldn't we do this first and then this and this and this? And he goes, yeah, but it's not about money. And I go, but hold on. At the start of the presentation, you said it was all about money. And he said, well, it's not now. <laughs> and after it, after it, he pulled me aside and he said, it's nothing to do with what happened down there, but I'm not going to renew your contract. So... That, Adam says that, in a chat that, but, that, that people can't take the truth and that's why they may yeah, find you rude. Yeah, it got even better than that, though, because a, a week later, I had to give a presentation to his boss with him there. And after I'd finished the presentation, his boss says, that's one of the best presentations I've ever seen, John. Can you come back next month and give that to the board? And I, I just looked at him and he said, yeah, John will be back next month and give it to the board. And this time I was walking across the street to get my lunch and he pulled me aside and he's going, um, will you come back or will you stay on? And I says, I'll tell you what, I'll give you your answer on Friday, but it's going to cost you more. <laughs> now it really is about money. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And I was there for another four years. Cheers. To In me. fact, I outlasted him. <laughs> and that was as a day rate contractor. So you can imagine how that went. I think linking this back to what's been going on the last two years like i say there there are there are sort of two maybe three so the two camps that i've talked about the autism and asperger's and the abusive and maybe just the people who are naturally an asshole um I, I, i'm being serious I, I, I was being i was being flippant i was being flippant yeah but john i've done over over a hundred shows with you you're naturally an, no, asshole. an asshole i love you yeah you're right i, I love you for but it I, but I also i also think that um as i said I'm a, my, my training, a good arsehole, but i'm my, an arsehole 
my 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 training in NLP is yeah. is about asking questions. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Because everything because everyone speaks from their level of detail. Yeah. 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 So if you if I I mean I, I love this. So there's something called chunking up and chunking down in NLP. And it basically yeah. it will make you sound like the smartest person in the room if you know how to do this. Okay. Really genuinely. So if normally you could be sitting in a conversation going, I haven't got a clue what people are talking about, but you don't want to say, I don't want what's going on, you don't want to interrupt, you don't want to look like an idiot, whatever it is. And these questions, so if someone's talking and they're talking at too high a level of, of like abstract abstraction. Yeah. You basically use questions to bring them down into detail, and they're yeah. very simple questions. How specifically can you give me details of that? Or if someone's talking about a problem, you can say, "Well, how is that a problem for you?" I love right. that question. That's my to get out of jail free card with a client. Yeah, because if I don't understand how it's a problem, I have to ask the question, yeah. and they often don't know how it's a problem for them. They've got all kinds of stories and everything else. You go, okay, so all right, so someone was was you know you thought yeah. they were being honest with you. They use the chat amongst themselves half the time, don't they, Ben? <laughs> they do, right. Everything should be back up and running. And do you know what? I was I was watching the frames, because I do during a show, because I can sort of see the, the level of connection whether or not we drop any frames during the stream. 0.0% dropped. So, you didn't so we had a perfect stream. We didn't wow. overheat. And then everything just got cut. And there was no reason for it. There was there was no no rhyme to it. Um, the internet still said it was connected at super fast speed. I I don't know what happened. Um, it wasn't just the 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 phone call or, or this that went down. It was everything. Everything oh, my yes. end went down. Very odd. And this has happened before. Uh, hold on, reboot. I've, to, I've just got it's not working in the chat. So oh, it, reload, reload, re refresh, refresh, oh, refresh. Oh. refresh. Uh, Mr. Jungle Griffin says, oh, you're oh, back, you so they me. can see oh, us. Yeah. They can see us. So we are back. My apologies. Um, and once again, my screen is backwards. And I don't know where he, where people heard up to, so maybe maybe someone who is who was listening who wants to know the end of that, I can... Yeah, because we were chatting. Sarah and, I kept, Sarah and I kept chatting while Ben was frozen. Rebooting. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, everything um, is running, so... If, if we, were, we, were, we were round about um we were round about we hadn't started on interrogation techniques um i think i was just talking about chunking up and down you yeah, were talking you were. about chunking yeah that's where we were so i think for me it was you know when i whenever i hear some one of the things that nlp did was it made me much more conscious of the hypnotic language patterns used in, in the news yeah generally so this is 20 years now of doing this so yeah. over that 20 years i just i can hear it i can hear that they have what are called modal operators of necessity. So modal operators are, you know, um, you have to, or you should, or you must, those yeah. kind of words. Um, and then they also have what are called universal quantifiers, like all or every. So as I said, right at the beginning, my kind of little, my, my big red flag was, we will never get back to normal without everyone being vaccinated. And I went, never and everyone are two mighty big words. Mm -hmm. Hold on, we have, we have Billy Boy saying that. You? We we need to get everybody vaccinated because uh, we we it's need to. House. Yeah, we need to we need to get it done. And uh, and he I, ha I mean, I, I think what they did was they trained him to have a mug that if he felt like he wanted yeah. to do something with his hand, he would he would take a sip of of, of tea or whatever was in there. So um, well, actually, can I can I do an aside or are you on a roll? 
Uh, no, I think I'm probably done on that. I think it's just, well, it was just that, that when you, when you do the training, the training is designed to make you listen to your clients. Yeah. So you can either challenge them on a belief that's holding them back. So I do use it in a very positive way to help them go past yeah. limiting beliefs or limiting decisions, or you use it to help them get out of a situation by helping them to basically uh, access their own resources internally and use that through language. Yeah. So that's I my ear is trained to do that. So when I was listening, I was saying, "This is really weird. Not if it's making any sense. I just it just doesn't make any sense to me. And they're not giving any details. And yeah. why is Google not helping me? So you would would you? Why is Google you, not helping me? Now I know why. Right. So what about the signs that people, the hand movements and the gestures that people in positions of power do? Now we get a lot of things on stuff about them sending secret signals if they do things like this and and they do things like this but i think in a lot of occasions when people are public speaking they need to do something with their hands to stop them flapping about so they end up putting them in positions that that they yeah i mean someone apparently i was accused of being you know a freemason we've all been accused of it yeah we've all been accused of it and I was like, well, I'm, I'm, and I think I must have done this or something. Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. I did that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was like, do I do that? And I was like, don't know. But that now is, that is very odd. Like, why the hell would I, like, that is not a natural. So if anyone's doing no, but that, that, that's, that's I, not, I do this and this a lot. Yeah. Right. I, I actually caught myself doing this the other day on the show, remember? Or, yeah, and it was just going, oh, shit, I've been and out. And I'm going, oh, shit, I'm going to get castigated as a Freemason. And then, of course, I go like this. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh my no. God. No. Like, oh, I've got I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll, I'll tell you how ridiculous hand. one got, right? <laughs> Somebody was so eager to prove that I was a quote-unquote Freemason that they took a selfie that I'd taken of myself on a plane and cut one side of the photo off themselves, so it looked like I was showing a one-eye photo. Yeah, I got I, I got uh, accused of being a fraud the other day. I got really quite upset with that because I went, "Well, I tell you something." I said, "If you know what it, it has cost me to do what I've done, of course it has. It has cost you know it's cost all of us to do yes. what we're doing, oh, and yet, oh, and and I and I maybe come full circle in terms of for me the three groups. So you've got the people who are terrified of death, the people who are terrified of social death. Yeah, and then you have the people like us, and I'm I'm going to speak for you without knowing this, but I'm going to assume it because it seems to be the same answer. Who absolutely know death is inevitable and are not willing to give up living between now and our last breath. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's how I feel. And I just go, I am going to stand. I'm going to die fighting. I'm not going to die on my knees. Well, the thing is, I'm I'm an adrenaline junkie. Right, I'm an absolute adrenaline junkie, and I've I've always said, uh, first of all, when it gets to the point where I can't wipe my own ass anymore, that's the time to go. Right, I'm a believer in 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 self decision euthanasia, and I'm I'm also a believer in well, I know full well when, in my opinion, my time is. And as I deteriorate over my life, when it gets to the point where I can't do anything for myself, I don't want my children to see me in that state. So that's probably the time to go, right? I want them to have happy memories of me, not memories of a frail man who can't even wipe his own ass. But in the same breath, I want to I wanna just jump out of a plane with that parachute. That's how I want to so go. So I, came up, I <laughs> came up with the ultimate Ben suicide pact. Right? So when he wants to do it, what we'll do is we'll go up on a plane and... You're going to push him out? No, he'll jump out the plane without a parachute. And we'll all jump out after him with parachutes and see if we can catch him and save him. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, yeah, death is inevitable. And in fact, I want it to be on my terms. 
I want it to be on my terms. I, I... But we have to live between now and then. Exactly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Exactly. And, and, we and, do. And, you know, I mean, I, 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 uh, Matthias Desmet actually was on was on the first call. That's who was on the first one. And I, I when he came up with, you know, his, so his phrase relaxed, was kind of... You've relaxed now and your, your, your limbic brain is letting it... Yeah, work. well, my, my hippocampus <laughs> is working. Everything's flowing. I had had a glass of wine before I came on. Maybe that didn't help. Um, but... <laughs> Everything was, um, uh, you know, with, with, with the whole mass formation there, Robert yeah. Malone said mass formation, psychosis, and he was saying mm. we don't want to use the word psychosis because we don't want to be labeling. And you can't call something, you know, that is a, 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 a what do you call it, a, a technical word. That I wouldn't even... call it psychosis. I'd call it delusion. I would say it was mass yeah. delusion. Yeah. And and that's, this. I mean, I've got a pile of books written. So there's like, you know, uh, The State of Fear and... Uh, the great COVID panic and all kinds of books. Well, I, I wanted to buy all the books that were written about yeah. the process that they went through, because I want to remember this as well as something to, to look at yeah. in terms of how do we make when this, cause this, this will end. It will end. I'm, I'm absolutely mm -hmm. convinced. I agree. I don't know. I don't know when, <laughs> because right. they keep throwing other things at us. I think, but I really want to make sure that everyone knows how they did it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that they can never, no one can ever do this again. I think there's, you, there's, there's ways of. Attacking. I think you got another eighteen months of, of this kind of thing, burbling in the background before it dies a true death. Well, I think it's going to be the death of the dollar. I think that's really going to be. Uh, you know, well, when that really totally yeah. goes. Then there's going to be a huge shift. I mean, we just, we just, look, we don't know what's well, behind the scenes. Yeah. So the problem we've got is there's so much. Um, there's so much division in in the monetary system just now because now that you know, look with Rishi starting to talk about stablecoin and things mm. like that, so they're they're starting to talk about a centralized, you know, yeah, digital yeah. currency that's government controlled, which is the one thing you do not want to go near. Yeah, you don't want to go near that. No. Then we're down but, to so, Chinese know, social they've credit. Got, they've, score, got, they've, got aren't plans. They? they've got plans, and I think we have to be ready. Well, for they, listening. They I think that. here's the thing. Here's here's the here's the. Uh, to me, this was what released me. Um, there are a small group of people who are absolute psychopaths who despise mm. us and want to maim us, rob us, and kill us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we and it's not personal. They don't know us. Mm. They haven't got a clue who we are. This is they just they genuinely believe that they've been given a, a some sort of divine right to to save the planet. The and planet is the theirs, and it must be made oh. in their image. But and, most... and once I got that, everything yeah. else started to make sense. All the people in positions of extreme power are either sociopaths or psychopaths. Yes, and and I say that without um, well, without it's funny. any. Recently, I was asked would I would I run as an independent politician? Right, and I said you've got to be kidding. Mm. <laughs> Why, in God's name, would I do that? I myself? considered it. But what do I always say, Ben? People that run for political office should be barred from holding it. I agree. Well, that's what he said. That's what the guy said to me. He said, but we need someone like you. And I went, why? Because he said, because you don't want it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I said, but I'm not doing it. Yeah. I don't think that's the best use of I mean, I, no, I, I, don't I don't want think, to do it. But I, I, at I, one point, I thought I had no other choice. You know what? I don't think this situation can be can be um, defeated from within. Have we suddenly got an echo? There is an echo. Says, yeah. Oh, wait why, why would that start now? Let's just ride for it. It's gone now. There we go. Yeah, because I've stopped talking. I'm, I'm, we're, we're probably... No, it's like, gone. 
this is this has been a very long conversation. Did they normally go on this long? Oh, oh they normally yeah. go on longer. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Yeah, well, this is the unless, thing. unless you want to go right now, that's fine. I mean, but we... yeah, I think I think there there is um there there is no way that we're going to change this system from within. No, I agree. Well, I don't know. Look at Hungary. I mean, let's see. Let's watch Hungary. Let's different, see. Completely let's... different culture. It is a different culture, but I mean, you've got a lot of countries around the world that are bought into the, to the you know. So, I think. So I, I, I think... actually had an idea. I actually had an idea the other day, and okay. I, I don't know who. I'm sure someone will, who's done the research on this would be able to, to to see. But I was wondering, out of all the countries that signed the treaty, the Agenda 21, mm. UN Agenda 21 treaty, 1992, was it? I'd, I'd be really interested to see how many of them, obviously, have WEF agents. Yeah. Yeah. The gatekeepers, because we've got several. So Leah Radka, who's our deputy, yeah. he's he's very uh, very much up there. Um, uh, let me just say, he is a our... he is a fucking asshole, Leah Varadkar. He is oh, a God, he is. fucking asshole. I mean, I I I don't I don't do violence. I'm quite a pacifist. But if the man were in front of me, the hand may wonder. That's I just really fucking hate him. And I, I'm sorry and you, to and swear. You, and you tell the truth, Ben. So this yeah. is the truth. Okay, I, so, yeah. I, I'm telling you how I feel. I fucking hate that. Well, man. don't worry. I I you know. I mean, he was quoting from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> and what the eye of eye of Sauron, perhaps? No. He was. The Eye of Sauron. Oh, yeah. Is that he, not what he wants? Uh, and then he was quoting from Mean Girls. These are his speeches. These were the speeches that he was addressing the nation as the Taoiseach, as the leader. Um, and then, I mean, the guy who's now, Michal Martin, who's here now, and he, oh. he's just he's just a wet waste of space. I, I tell you what, Leo Varadkar still appears to be in charge, in my view. Oh, he is completely. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, I, it's I, like, it's like Michal Martin is being handled. I actually feel like there's a group of people around him, and when he comes off the podium or wherever he's been, they literally take his phone off him and they just put him in a room and then they say, We'll tell you what to say next. Yeah, I, I think you, you know, could be right. I think Obama's still in charge. Oh, Obama, oh, yeah. Did you see yeah. the Did you see the yeah. the other day? What, yeah. how he's working the room and everybody's yeah. loving him. He, he said he had, he was interviewed and he said he'd love to be in a basement with an earpiece telling whoever's in charge what is, to say. I think he's telling us in plain English. But they have to. Exactly this, what they'll are, do. Aren't these the rules? The rules are they yeah, have to tell yeah, us? Yeah, the, the rules. The I, 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 I don't know, something to do with karma or something, isn't it? In my, let's, let he, let's he who will be fooled be fooled. Yeah, in my yeah. view, Joe Biden has Alzheimer's. I've I've thought that. But since... this is elders' abuse. Yeah, he has Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. and he is being absolutely handled, controlled. When he's allowed to go off on a riff and talk by himself and go off off script, he just talks about corn pop and kids rubbing his leg. Right, that's yeah. what he talks about. This man is not mentally competent. He is not sane. No, not. He sure. should not have access to the nuclear button, and I doubt he does. To be not. honest, but even even Kamala Harris, like Jesus, like she she. She's very good at word salad. Well, the thing about Kamala Harris is, if you remember right back to the Democratic primaries, I believe she was the first out. Was she the first out? Oh, she was that disliked. Um, and on stage, she uh, during a Democratic primary debate, she called Joe Biden a racist to his face. And then all of a sudden, she's his deputy uh, well, the running uh, vice president. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't make it up. Yeah, but I'm, I don't know. I mean, the whole American thing. 
it's it's very confusing america's um, america's yeah. uh, it really and it's so is. infiltrated and it's, i mean they have but they have been destroying it systematically i mean someone was saying america's a wonderful idea america's yeah. a wonderful idea yeah. But to be dream. honest, American Brett, dream. Yeah, Britain's gone as well. Yeah, I don't. I don't recognise this country. I don't. The UK's gone as well. You know, it's been it's been infiltrated by it, so many now. We've seen a, a, a maybe thirty forty year long campaign of divide and conquer. It's mm. ran up through the institutions. Peter Hitchens calls it the long march through the institutions. It's the the quote unquote what they call the far left that I call the communists have what they did during the Red Scare was they said right fuck this let's put on suits let's go into the institutions let's slowly work our way up through education through the media through culture through government and uh, let's infiltrate that way smartly and slowly and that's exactly yeah, what they did and it is yeah, done I think, I think that's the scary thing i think it's the level of infiltration into every single yeah area it's... i mean you know um and this this could go a conversation that really could go on for a long time but i i, I won't i don't really want to start it off on a whole other tangent but the trade unions and particularly the school uh, the teachers unions have been completely bought and what is going on in schools i am at war with my terrific. with my kids school i am at war with them constantly well, um obviously schools schools as the first battleground yeah and, and, and get them young that's it you've got them minds, forever yeah. i have yeah. always said to, to to my kids school the only thing i want them to learn from you is academics i, I want them to learn the free hours and that is it yeah i think you're getting to the point if you want your kids to be to have any kind of balance you're going to have to homeschool them i think and you that, be right i think there has been but that's not an easy ask of people to no do. it's not it's not an easy ask of myself for example it's you yeah. know they they've they've got us there haven't they mm -hmm. but it's uh, so easy to give your kids away and get them educated but they're not being educated no and i i, I agree with you yeah. and me and my wife have have agreed that they are both if we, we we are making waves and making tracks to be able to ensure that they don't go to secondary school right we got we'll allow them through the primary yeah. system but hopefully we'll be in a position in a few years time where we will be able to afford to have so, them home so sean as you know my our son sean is is autistic as well yeah and we homeschooled him until until he went to college and then he went to university so he, he has a degree um and he he thinks for himself i hope right? yeah he seems he to yeah he follows most of what um my wife and i think which is kind of down the same lines as we're talking about here yeah um and he stands up against his peers and he 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 argues the case mm. and he does not accept that you know he doesn't accept the narrative and they do they are in hook like and hook line and sinker but once in again fact, he's autistic them, yeah but it just some leads them, into my theory yeah, mm. some of them have um, have fallen out with him and won't speak to him anymore because of his views but yeah. he, and again that's so confusing yeah he's but like, you stand why are you calling out me i'm only telling the truth yeah. like, I'm only, and i'm trying and i'm trying to help people as well to see to one see. thing yeah. i will say about the three of us here is we all seem to have spouses that support our view and yeah. have stood yeah. by us when we have put ourselves out there when we've put yeah. ourselves up yeah, there absolutely. many people have not been so lucky Oh, no. Many that, people that, have not that, been so lucky. I really do feel. I really do feel for people who yeah. are stuck. I don't know how you could do that. 
Yeah. Well, for me, it would have been a, an absolute deal breaker if yeah. uh, the children had been caught in the crossfire of yeah. to jab or not. To so jab. what we've tried to do is simply, uh, I guess. So my wife hasn't stuck her head up with me. Um, we 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 came to an agreement very early on that she would she would support me, but she would not come out with me. If you get what I mean, uh, oh, nice. she needed to be at home with the children, and we agreed what we would do is not just insulate the children from what I've been doing, but insulate the children from the entirety of what's been going on. So yeah. as much as we have been able to, we have just literally acted as if everything is normal around the children because we didn't want to confuse them. We didn't want to, um, even, even when we, we did things like go to Butlins during the, during the alleged pandemic, and I call it the alleged pandemic, um, everybody around us was in masks and we weren't you know we we, yeah. we everything is normal within our family bubble for the kids that's brilliant and um it's been hard it's been very very hard it's been we've lost friends we've lost family uh, uh, but still we will stick by and stand for our conviction on this because we know we're right and and uh, that's as that's yeah. as bluntly as i can put it we are right and yeah, we I, know I, it. I know someone that I would say they were awake, um, and they were quite switched on to what was going on. But their husband was completely down a different route. Yeah. I've and, I've um, I've had many people yeah, and come that to me. Marriage, that marriage is finished. Yeah. You know, they're, they're well, as I said, it would anymore. have been for me. It would have been an absolute deal breaker. Yeah. There's, no, there's just there's just no. I just couldn't have done it. I just can't. I can't pretend. No. Well, when my asleep. when my son's yeah, jab letter came through, my wife held the camera whilst I burned it on camera. You know what was that? Sorry. When my when my son's jab letter came through, my wife was the one holding the camera whilst I set it on fire. So uh, we we are we are absolutely in our and, steadfast that our kids are not having yeah. this and treatment. I think I think that brings us to a nice conclusion for the evening. Okay. It does. It does. It does. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's been it's been fantastic. The time has flown by. It really has, even with the technical was, difficulty yeah. in the middle there. And I, I once again I apologize for that. I have fact, no idea what happened. I was in such such having such a good conversation, it took us about two minutes to notice. Oh, Ben's frozen. <laughs> He's gone. And, and it was like, oh, Ben stopped interrupting us. <laughs> I didn't say that, and he didn't say that either. I didn't say that. <laughs> I've gone, hold on, the stream's down, the stream's down. Ben, we've lost you, we've lost you, Ben. Oh, Are, you in the... Are you in a tent? <laughs> I'm thinking Did very... Did you dip out and put camel gear on? I'm thinking very seriously about firing you, John. <laughs> ben, ben, well, don't fire him just yet. But my darling, you have to pay me first. <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's true. <laughs> So before we do let you go, please tell everybody and anybody, both on the videos and the podcast, because people will get this on a podcast, uh, where they can find you and what 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 they can find you doing. Uh, well, Twitter is probably the easiest place to find me. So it's Sarah at Sarah Habubi one, and that's S A R E S A R A H A B O U B I, and then the number one. That is in the chat um, right the, now. The link will be in the podcast. Notes, yeah, that's so. probably the best way to find me. And I yeah, basically just cool. um, poke fun at people and I just ask lots of questions. 
and I retweet things with laughing emojis most of the time because I just think they're absolutely ridiculous. So I think think I've kind of just regained my sense of humor as time has gone on as well. And I think that's really important. You have. And I think that's why I was attracted to getting you back on because I saw you, I saw you making a few tweets and I think I replied to you once saying, I think it's time we had you on after dark, Sarah, you're getting, oh, Sarah, you're getting very feisty. Yeah, I'm just, and I, I'm wondering how I'm still on Twitter. To be honest, I've no idea. I had I had a one week ban uh, for, re, for for sharing Peter McCullough. Uh, what he said. See, I know. I'd never had any of those before. I was permanently banned. I'd never had any of the one week bans for twelve hours. Never, no, never had any oh, no, warnings. I've had, a few, I've had a few naughty steps, 12 hour naughty steps. I got and none, and then all of a sudden just wiped out for something well, that they I, said I, I did and know, I didn't do. As you know, I, I, I'm not on Twitter, but the, the official Chasing Descent account is, is run by yeah. me. So, um, nice. But that's never had a, a naughty step either. No, yeah, it's kind of weird. I just, I don't know. Obviously, oh, maybe this kind of weird. Whatever way, whatever way the algorithms work, I don't know. It's very odd. Yeah, um, I think maybe... I often get. I Twitter often asks me if I want to edit a tweet because it's quite rude. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I am yeah. getting. I I, 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 I was getting some of those. I really was. Um, but but I but you know what? I I did think about it and I did take out asshole things often. Uh, but I never got a naughty step. Not one. Yeah, and then very, all of a sudden, no, I don't know. Bang. I think they just occasionally do like a purge and they just obviously yeah. there's something and then they just wipe the wipe the accounts out yeah. Yeah. um and they are also if people go on to bitshoot and they have a look at ryland media yeah. yeah um they can find the iconoclast um roundtables and interviews and um, we haven't quite got up and running yet but we're hoping to get a website up with the making sense um panel discussions and I'm talking to Jessica Rose again next week about the next, the second dump of Pfizer documents. Okay. So yeah, she's she's been um, she's been she's very much she's quoted by loads of people. Like in terms oh. of her work, they think her, you no, know, she's really really, really highly rated. Um, so yeah, that'll be next Tuesday. Cool. So and, with uh, that, you can so always... if, you go, if you go to Making Sense on um, Twitter, um, yeah. there'll be a link up at some point. There'll be a link. Uh, this is for us, so just oh, for, for the yeah. audience there. Yeah. So if you follow me or follow Making Sense uh, or follow Ryland Media or the Irish Inquiry, um, generally you'll see something that I'm doing somewhere. And if you want to listen to some of the archives, you'll find uh, both uh, Sarah on Chasing Descent's archives in the podcast form and also uh, the Iconoclast interview with uh, Sarah and Melissa Shimmy. Shimmy, yeah. yeah. Shimmy, yeah. Okay, John. I know I normally round out these well, shows, you but do, yeah. you do that whilst I queue up the outro and uh, before, uh, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Just, just cool. queue up, and then I'll, I'll close. Thank you, one and all, for attending this, the seventeenth episode of After Dark with the wonderful Sarah Habibi. Thank you, and thank you for attending. It's been fantastic. Good night, all. Good night, everybody. Take away those diamonds out underneath those rocks A second-hand car and a new pair of socks I want liberty without conditions Roll up the carpet from the floor I don't want to be your prisoner no more I want liberty without conditions I want 
liberty on my conditions Take away those drums, they're too loud Give me a guitar and I'll play to the crowd I want liberty Take away that job, I don't want to work I'll stay at home and play in the dirt I want liberty without conditions I want liberty on my conditions Your line, I want liberty without conditions. Work on the docks or down a hole. Come out at night and pray for your soul. I want liberty without conditions. I want liberty on my conditions. Those rocks, a second hand car, and a new pair of socks. I want liberty without conditions. Roll up the carpet from the floor. I don't want to be your prisoner no more. I want liberty without conditions. I want liberty on my conditions.